It is Saturday, February 12th, 2022. You're tuned into The Blow Off, presented by the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. You know, Jimmy T, typically we're we're live on the Twitter, and we're live on the YouTube, and we're live on the Facebook. No Facebook this week. Facebook has me temporarily blocked from going live. I, I noticed <laughs> something weird with Uncaged last night, too. So I evidently there's something going on with StreamYard and Facebook. But hopefully you can find us over at the Twitterverse. You can find us over on YouTube. Uh, Jimmy T. Welcome back to your show, man. This kind of threw me for a loop. I'm sitting here trying to figure this out. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't know that, man. I mean, what's going on there? Is StreamYard and Facebook in a little bit of a pro wrestling feud, shall I say? I mean, Facebook is always screwing with the algorithms and screwing True. with the code inside of it. And, you know, they release an update and suddenly half of the things don't work on there. And it seems as though the live video is currently one of those things that is down. So... Hopefully people weren't looking forward to finding us on Facebook this week. Maybe I'll have to see if I can upload the uh, video and post. Just weird because Uncaged was like that last night too. I don't understand what the hell's going on. So we, we weren't actually on Facebook for Uncaged? No, we were on uh, wow. we were on uh, the Twitter, but, oh, but yeah. no, not, not, not over on the, on the Facebook. And of course, Twitter comments never actually come into the show. So I, I, probably the best way to find us would be over on YouTube. Just search the blow off and, and it should pop right up there for you. No doubt about it, man. Well, screw you, Zuckerberg, just and, quietly. And screw me too. Everybody's getting <laughs> screwed this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. because screw Jimmy, me too. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we had the video last week, but you know, you know what happened? What I, happened? I, I, I screwed up uploading the audio. I, no. uh, I I thought that I had uploaded the audio, and when I sat down here to record today <laughs> with you, I realized I had not uploaded the audio. I had uploaded the audio, but I hadn't published the audio. So last week's <laughs> blow-off did not appear on the Hobby Media Group feed. <laughs> so what I'll do is I will edit last week's blow-off onto this one. So if people want to listen to it, feel free. There's actually some great stuff in there about Andy Kaufman and Dan House, and I recommend Absolutely. everybody check it out. Uh, so For that sure. one's on me, ladies and gentlemen. It does happen. I'm not I'm not perfect, but I, I'm, I'm, I try real hard to be damn close. Jesus <laughs> Christ, throw me a freaking bone here. Uh, oh, Jimmy, damn it. Let, let's kind of start with this this week. What is the biggest story in professional wrestling this week? Because there's an awful lot going on in the world of pro wrestling, but I don't know as though there's any one story that it's like, that's clearly the lead for the blow off this week. Hmm. Well, for me, it's Jay White, but for the majority, it'd be Keith Lee, right? Okay. Well, good. That's good. Cause that's where I started making the outline for this week. That's where I started. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, while Jago has his little <laughs> coughing fit, are you all right, dude? Energy drink. Oh, Wrong you know pipe. That, <laughs> you know that kills you, man. Stay oh. away from the energy drinks, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. I know someone that's actually had like a his liver fail, man. It was in a coma, dude. No shit. And he used to drink like six cans at least of energy drink a day. Ooh, I'm totally down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> we, yeah, are, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we are just off to a bang-up start this week. Holy <laughs> crap. Oh, shit. So He's great. we had three announcements this week of free agents kind of going to other companies. Let's start with Keith Lee. Keith Lee Lips. shows up on AEW Dynamite and... 
Isaiah Cassidy takes every possible bump that he ever could for him. What did you think of the Keith Lee debut? Because I didn't think it was good. Oh, hang on. Look, for me, I was excited, right? And maybe that sort of uh, tainted my sort of view of the match, right? Because I was just happy to see Keith Lee, man. Like, I was just... So it was kind of a daze for me. So to me, everything that I saw was just great. But in saying that, there's a lot of people in the IWC that claim he's actually fatter than ever, Mm -hmm. right? I mean... I don't think he's that much different from his like uh, NXT days, say. But then again, if you look at him when he first debuted in WWE on NXT, he did come across a lot smaller, but still big, but smaller. And they're also saying that he doesn't move around. He's not as agile as he was. But I don't know, dude. He's still done a few good moves in that match for a big guy that's impressive. I am one of those guys. Um, I thought Keith Lee looked out of shape. I thought Keith Lee looked rusty in the ring. I thought Isaiah Cassidy made him look freaking great. Like, I mean, that that dude is a bump machine. It's crazy. Um, But especially the way that he was sweating at the end of that thing, I was just like, damn, bro, you okay? Uh, We know Keith Lee went through a hell of a bout of COVID. We know, we know that. We also know that he hasn't been working, you know, uh, on a regular basis for at least the last 90 days. Um, but the thing that alarms me is this has always kind of been the rip on Keith Lee. Like, bro, if, if you would just take care of yourself and really sit down and focus and, and be like both feet in, I, I think he could do great things. I think he's a hell of a talent. But there there are just too many exclamation points and warning signals when it comes to Keith Lee for me, I'm not sure I like this signing. I I just, I don't Mm -hmm. feel like they needed Keith Lee on that roster right now. And I, it really hit me as I was watching rampage and they went to, to Ricky Starks and Ricky Starks is cutting a little promo there at the announce desk and powerhouse Hobbs is standing behind him. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, we already had a Keith Lee. Like, we, we didn't need Keith Lee. We don't need to rehabilitate Keith Lee. We don't need to put up with the drama backstage that comes with Keith Lee. We already had powerhouse hops. All you had to do was push him like he was Keith Lee. Right. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's why I was saying last week that if I was to build the company with with someone other than MJF, because that's the easiest thing to choose, it would have been powerhouse Hobbs for me, right? But in saying that... that they are similar, although Keith Lee does do sort of more cruiserweight sort of moves compared to like. But do we need that inside of AEW? That's no, I, I we mean, don't. Right. I mean, in a WWE context, seeing a man the size of Keith Lee do the things that Keith Lee does is breathtaking, Absolutely. even on the independent scene, right? No doubt. But on AEW TV, we have 50 guys that are doing that. True. Like no, I, right. I, I, I feel like I want Keith Lee to be a big man inside of AEW. I don't need him doing all that shit. Like just go wrestle like the big dude that you are and just be a monster. Like if you're Keith Lee, why would you ever leave your feet against somebody like Isaiah Cassidy? You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I, I agree. Like 100%. I mean, he does need to slow down, but in saying that, man, when he does those high risk moves, for a big guy, he's so smooth, man. 
You know what I mean? I don't think there's any other big guy other than maybe Bam Bam, who was ahead of his time, Bam Bam Bigelow, who was doing those, you know, similar moves, not quite what Keith Lee does, but, you know, he done cartwheels, he done moonsaults from the top rope. I mean, for a big guy, there was no one like him, really. I can think of a guy like him, and I wish that he would wrestle more like this guy. Who's his that? name is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you remember when right. Brock Lesnar came in? He's doing shooting star presses. He was doing all kinds of crazy shit. How did Brock Lesnar make money? Suplex City, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, that's true. When he was younger, he was way more hyperactive. But even though, even him back then, even when he attempted those type of moves, that didn't look that smooth. I don't know, Keith man. The, the Brock Lesnar shooting star and told the one that he botched and Vince McMahon told him never do that again. I mean, like, Brock was pretty damn graceful. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he was. He was. Make no mistake about it. But Keith Lee, he almost pulls him off like a cruiserweight, dude. Even his senton. It's so, like, I'm like just saying, smooth, I think dude. I'd rather see him wrestle like Shane Taylor than wrestle the way that Keith Lee is. Like, I, I think I'd rather have Shane Taylor on the AEW roster than Keith Lee. Yeah, look, I agree, man. I mean, I'm a fan of Keith Lee's make make no mistake about it. But, but there's a lot of baggage like, that comes with Keith Lee. But there is a lot of baggage, and if he doesn't get his way, he's a bit of a crybaby. Let's be honest. He's a freaking crybaby, all right? You know what everything, I mean? Everything that Eddie Kingston accuses CM Punk of is absolute fact with Keith Lee. Like, everything's fine and dandy until you ask him to do a job. But for now, I think we'll just see where they go with him. Look, he probably won't even be wrestling next week on Dynamite. Heck, we probably won't even see him for another two weeks. Well, I I wouldn't put it past him. He isn't going to be in the face of the Revolution ladder match. And Sammy Guevara did kind of call him out by name. So there is that. There is that to look forward to. Oh, man. If they do end up having a little sort of program, ah. I just think Keith Lee would absolutely annihilate him. That's how they're going to book him anyway, in my opinion. If they don't, then what was the point? Yeah. I, I That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, what was the point? Like, I there, I just feel like there's so many other people that I would rather see in AEW right now. And what? one of them showed up. Switchblade Jay White. And what's Switchblade Jay White doing? Throwing <laughs> people into trailers and beating <laughs> up Trent Beretta. Um, like I, yeah. I, I would much rather have Keith Lee doing that and, and have switchblade Jay white in the face of the revolution ladder match, but you know, maybe that's just me. Um, by all accounts, switchblade Jay white was secured on Sunday to come right. in on Wednesday night because Tony Khan realized the forbidden door term was getting used way too loosely (laughs) and signing a free agent is not the forbidden door. No. So he brings in switchblade Jay white and does basically nothing with him. I think I would have rather waited and done something proper with switchblade Jay white. What, what do you make of this entire situation with the switchblade? I, I like, I'm happy that switchblades there. But already I'm like, I'm not sure I like this. You're right. I mean, again, I was just excited to see him first appear on Dynamite. I was like, damn, right? And then Rampage comes along. And again, I was excited to see him be in the ring. But, but yeah. But Chimperetta, why? I mean, no, I, I know mean, why. New Japan fan right. in us. I know we, why. We yeah. can go down this rabbit Absolutely. hole. There's, but when there's... I say why, though, and I'll, you know, what I basically mean is 
why put him such so low on the card when you could just elevate this guy straight off the bat? He could challenge for the A. Man, he should have gone after Hangman, really, right? And then got on the mic and then done his thing, man. And, and then we're off to the races with Jay White. For whatever reason, that's weak. You don't book Jay White like that, man. You don't make him just look like a – why would he go for a weak guy, man? I kind of feel like this is the Tony Khan way, though, man. Like, who is the big-name free agent that they brought in and pushed immediately to the top of the card? Nobody. True. I mean, other than the guys that signed up originally, like, you know, but, like I Jericho. Mean, everybody Moxley. that's come into the company since the company started – for about the first six months or so, we scream, what are you doing with this guy? Adam Cole was is has been that way, and now it finally seems as though we're figuring it out. CM Punk, when he came in, debuts against Darby Allen, another babyface, and all of us are kind of sitting around and scratching our heads going, what are you doing? You bring in Brian Danielson, and you have him go oh. through all of the dark order rather than putting him into a title program. Like, as you look through the history, all the big name signings that they're bringing in, Miro even. Miro, right. And where the fuck is Miro? Well, my understanding is Miro is off making a movie right now. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, So uh, Miro kind of gets a little bit of a pass. But literally everybody they bring into the company, it's like it takes Tony Khan six months to figure out what the hell to do with the person. And when you have somebody on loan from New Japan Pro Wrestling, you don't have six months. He's going to be gone yeah. in six months. Absolutely. Spot on, man. And, yeah, and this is where I'm confused. They signed, you know, I guess the, the rumors are true. They've got such a big talent pool now, right, to pick from. Right? I don't know if you saw in the dirt sheets what Hikaru Shida said, dude. No, I guess I what? didn't. Dude. <laughs> She pretty much says that she's struggling to to sort of uh, get AEW in today's sort of climax, especially for the Japanese women. She feels like they they like have to claw their way up. They're not getting the same sort of opportunities that others are getting because AEW is changing every week. You know what I mean? So they don't have. There's no consistency. Basically, is what she's saying, which surprises me. She was just AEW World Champion not long ago. I was but saying, of, of all the Asian talent that they've had right. over there, I don't think that she's necessarily the one that should be complaining about the way that the women are being booked. But, you know, I mean, like that, that seems like a, a whole different issue. Right. Well, to be fair, I mean, where has she been lately? Well, she's in yeah. Japan. Like she, well, she's, yeah, she's uh, actually working a match for Tokyo Joshi. Well, then what the hell is she complaining about? Yeah, right. I mean, because Serena Deeb, like inside of the storyline, Serena Deeb took her out, right? Sheeta is back in Japan. It looks like she's yeah. going to work a few days over there and I assume like see her family and whatnot. I mean, she's an AEW damn near original. She's been going pretty hard yeah, for no, a couple of years. Absolutely. So, I mean, Sheeta taken like, you know, three, four months off. I just thought it was smart the way that they did it. And plus, they still have that storyline open with Serena Deeb whenever Sheeta does come back, right? So, right. I mean, so she already has a program that's built in. She's one of the few women that outside of the title picture has still been on television every week. Like, I, what's you bitching about, Sheeta? Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't know she was in Japan, so you're spot on. But in saying that also, 
again, look who they've signed recently. Why did they sign Danhausen if they're just going to, you know, do what they're doing with him? And now we've got Keith Lee, we've got Jay White. How the fuck are they going to fit all this, man? Well, I mean, there are ways to do it. And when I watch the AEW TV shows, my biggest complaint is they're doing too much on all the shows. And, and when you're doing so much, everything gets convoluted and you can't really grab on to any one real idea. Like coming out of Dynamite, what was the lead story? Was it like Punk and Moxley? Was it Hangman and Archer? Was it the inner circle breaking up? Like th there's so much going on on that show that you can't grab on to the one thing, like which I think SmackDown right. does really well. Like the central story is whatever Roman is doing, and yeah. then there's everything else. But the emphasis is on Roman. There's no emphasis on anything in AEW. It's just all this other shit kind of happening all at the same time, and it's just chaos, which makes for a fun TV show. But for sure, when you right. really step back and take a look at it, it's like, okay, what are we doing? Like there's plenty of stuff for Jay White to do. Right. I like, I don't feel like that's the problem. It's just a matter of is it going to be Danielson? Is it going to be Moxley? Is it going to be Kenny? Is it going to be Adam Cole? Is it like who is Switchblade going to go after? He goes after Trent Beretta. And it's like, really? Like, yeah. you could have came out and you could have taken out Jericho because right. you were insulted that all the trips to Japan, Jericho never wanted to face off with Switchblade Jay White. Well, now I'm bringing it to you. Like, there's there's all these cool things you could do. And he goes after Trent Beretta. Now, the New Japan fans are like, oh, we're continuing the chaos storyline and, and it rots from within and all. Like, yeah, that's really, really cool. But that storyline was like four years ago and 90% of the AEW audience has absolutely no idea what's going on. You're just defining switchblade down by having him go after Trent Beretta. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that this is leading though to, to a Kenny feud only because of who he seems to be aligned with right now as in the bucks, Adam Cole, you know, Kenny's not going to be happy once he's back whenever that is. But I mean, for consistency purposes, right? Shouldn't Switchblade join with Kenny? Well, yeah, but them two, obviously, the, their egos would be too big but for it one should to be, listen to the other. It should be those two versus the elite because hmm. both of those guys should want to take out the elite. Switchblade Jay White has no love for the elite in well, any yeah, way, shape, or technically, form. Technically, right. Right? So I'm surprised. And and Kenny, when he comes back, I assume he's watched the match with Hangman back at this point. He knows that the Bucks kind of turned on him at that match. Kenny and Adam Cole and Kenny, clearly there's tension there. They, they've Absolutely. never liked one another. So it should be Kenny trying to dismantle the elite, Switchblade trying to dismantle the elite. So you have those two versus the elite and then at the end of it switchblade's like you know what fuck you i don't like you either kenny and then we <laughs> yeah. can go on from there right but i mean like as far as the initial premise goes i feel like it should be jay is a baby face and kenny is a baby face against the heel elite and if that is the case then what the fuck are we doing with the undisputed era because that's their storyline <laughs> yeah well, I don't know if you caught this or not, but on Dynamite, when the Bucks were talking to Cole and saying, what the hell is he doing here as in Jay White? Why is he here? Blah, blah. And Cole turns to the Bucks and says, you know, 
once you bullet club, you bullet club for life, right? And then the Bucks sort of just, you know, looked at him and then it just cut to the next whatever was on, right? And I found that interesting. So what's happening here? I mean, are we getting suddenly the elite a bullet club once again? I mean, Kenny was flying the bullet club colors for a while in AEW and in Impact Wrestling to the point where he was wearing a bullet club shirt every week at one point, right? So you know, what's going on? Are they going to be Bullet Club? Are they going to be Elite? Or It's all over the fucking place in many ways, dude. You know what I mean? And most importantly, what's Tomatonga got to say about all of this? <sighs> well, this because is you know Tom ain't going to be happy. He <laughs> no, ain't going to be happy at all. Hopefully, these guys are going to appear also in AEW. But where's the Briscoes, dude? Yeah, and, and there's still the Briscoes out there kind of looming. I mean, like, what's going on here? Like, what's going on there, man? Everything is just so damn convoluted at this point. <sighs> it's ridiculous, man. And we know Jeff Hardy's going to make his appearance, you know, say by March. Yeah. I mean, they're just bringing more guys in. And what's going on with Bray Wyatt? You know, I've got a feeling yeah. he will just end up back in WWE. I don't think Bray Wyatt's coming back to wrestling. Really? I, think, I think Bray Wyatt's going Hollywood. I think him and Tom mm. Savini are going to just do their thing, and he's going to be a movie producer. That's what I think he's going to do. Oh, well, that's a shame, dude, because if that's the case, I mean, he's not really saying much either, though. You need to come out and tell us what he's doing. Well, I mean, like, my biggest complaint about The Fiend was always that I just never felt like it felt didn't fit in a pro wrestling context like it was a cool character it was a cool idea it just didn't work inside of pro wrestling and i i just feel like limiting yourself to the pro wrestling world when you're wyndham rotunda is like he has so much more potential and and so much more that he could do outside of the world of pro wrestling dude he's he's so like one of the best wrestlers like and when i say wrestlers i'm not talking about in the ring i'm just talking about just his personas and how he portrays him he's so good man even when he first came as bray wyatt like the bray wyatt character you know that sort of jim jones i love cult leader wyatt absolutely man that's still when i look back to those old vignettes even on the white fan that's some of the best shit ever done in wwe in many ways right especially when he's talking and, you know, he's in the bayou and all that shit. That was brilliant. It was such good. Oh, like, it was good know, shit. It was good shit, man. They really got their freaking thinking caps on and done shit right for once, right? Right. And then that, well, they just wasted all that. And the thing about Bray Wyatt, he can play all those characters all at the same time and, and pulls it off so well. Yeah, WB just, I don't know, man. They didn't see anything. Apparently he was depressed at one point. I don't blame him <laughs> since being in WWE. I'd be depressed too, but I mean, it is what it is, man. And it's a shame, but as far as AEW goes, they got to be careful who they sign. They got to pick and choose better instead of just sh- signing every Tom, Dick and Harry. That's a free agent. You know what I mean? Well, and, and plus they already have Malachi black that too, you know, right. And, and, <laughs> and I like whatever Malachi black is doing right now, but it's too close to the Bray Wyatt shtick. Yeah, I mean it is, but at least we're getting Penta Dark. Yeah, I I, I did you know like I mean? that. I did like that, but although I I, I kind of want Pentagon Dark inside of the House of Black. I mean, I me mean, too. I'm, I'm just, Remember, it's got to be Pentagon Black. P 
Pentagon Black sounds so much better than Pentagon Dark. Yep. Hopefully, this is where we're going. I hope. I'm yeah. praying that's where we're going. Give me the breaker of bones, sense. Penta. Oh, you bet. Can you imagine them three, like right now, like together? Like, yes. being, it'd be so dark, dude. Yes. No pun intended. And, and my God, I, I really want Penta to have a cool mouthpiece. Who's you know, that? I, I, I don't Malachi know, man. Black. Malachi Black. That's that's the cool mouthpiece. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he's going to be talking for Penta, like straight off the bat, and Penta's not saying a word, not and even speaking just, in Spanish, just standing there looking ominous. Like even right. do away with the whole Cerro Mero thing. Nah. Like it, just like stop it because it's it's so overdone. Just be the breaker of bones, Pentagon. That's that's, that's it, what man. I want. Even if he changes like his like shtick, like you know, instead of zero miedo, like say you know zero muerta or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he doesn't die. You know what I mean? He yeah, is dead. There, there, there's way too many cool things you could be doing with Penta, and they haven't done any of them. Uh, let, let's talk about Hangman. Uh, Hangman versus Lance Archer was the main event of AEW Dynamite. And it was a bloodbath. I mean, yeah. it was it was a, it was a bloody freaking mess. Are they doing too much of that? Yes, way too much. Way and you know, even though and look at us, right? We sound so ungrateful, right? This is what we wanted, right? We wanted like an attitude era esque professional wrestling company that's TV fourteen, right? And here we are, we're getting it finally, right? Where's WWE still PG apparently? right but the thing is they just overdo it man it's just too much it's too like, much seriously they so overdo it man we get blood practically every week yeah i mean in a vacuum like i i think i like all of the matches where this is happening yeah, for sure but, but when you run so many of them in in close congruence to each other it, it just devalues it and, and, and you kind of lose the shock and awe effect um and at a certain point it's gonna go too far in one direction and we want aew to succeed we want them to be able to continue to grow the audience we want them to continue to get better bigger sponsors yeah. and more money Absolutely. from tnt tbs like we don't want to see it get screwed up just because they went too far in that extreme direction like there's a reason ecw extreme. never caught on thank you i was just gonna say but you know what's funny jago not even ECW was this bloody, this consistency, like consistently. Right. Week in, in my opinion. week out. Right. It's true, man. Yeah. And AEW, man, I mean, shit. What is it? All extreme wrestling suddenly? Right. I mean, what did, shit. What did you make of the man, the matchup between Hangman and Lance? Look, it was a good match, right? But there was just a lot of stupidity in this match. The fans weren't feeling it, right? And credit to Lance Archer. Because at least he tried to get heat. Like, he would play up with the fans. Whereas Hangman, Lance and this is, is the problem. Fan. Right, he's good. And he did. He managed to get heat back on himself. Whereas Hangman doesn't actually know how to play up with the fans, I feel, man. He doesn't know when to actually play to the fans and when not to and how to actually sort of make the fans feel for sympathy for him. He just doesn't know how to do it, man. And I don't know if that's because he just doesn't understand the psychology of things. But it's clear It's clear he doesn't get it, man. And you know what else is funny? He looks, I don't want to say worried, but he looks like he's not, his head's not in it, man, right now, in many ways too, man. 
And maybe it's because of his booking. I One of the biggest problems of AEW for me, like if, if let's say, just for the sake of argument, you're now the general manager of AEW Dynamite. And right. I am the general manager of AEW Rampage. Yeah. And they're going to be two separate shows. It's going to be Raw and SmackDown. We're going to have two completely separate rosters, right? And this is going to go on for the next year. At what point do you take Hangman Adam Page, <laughs> the AEW World Heavyweight Champion? Shit. Because I'm guessing it's probably about the seventh or eighth round. Damn, I, I might even say even maybe the ninth or tenth round, bro. Right. <laughs> that's the problem he oh, does shit. not feel like the world champion he's not the biggest thing on the show the show is not built around him the title reign not. has not went well i mean people are more into the cm punk mjf thing there's there's so much going on on the show that's better than what is going on with hangman adam page and the aew championship um we said it was a mistake at the time when hangman won the title. And this is exactly what I was afraid of that. He just, he's not at that level. And I, I think he could be, but he, Hangman's still really young and he just yes. does not present as a world champion at this point in his career. He just doesn't. You're right, man. You know what I want to see? I want to see an outlaw, not a cowboy, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want him to go back to his original hangman sort of character, you know, with the noose and yeah. he'd wear the bandana. He not, was an outlaw. Not, not the fringe on, right. a, on, on a cowboy shirt and exactly. your cowboy boots. And yeah, what the fuck is that shit? What is he, Dustin Rhodes back in WCW? The yeah, natural? Kind of. Kind of. The natural Adam Page? That's kind of that how it getting? feels, yeah. I mean, like, Dude. that's a really good comparison at this point. I, I mean, it's I just, mean seriously. It's ridiculous, man. And look, it's not totally his fault. A lot of the blame has to go to AEW too for this because, like you said, WWE know how to build around one, you know, sort of guy and also one storyline, right? You know, everything is built for that. They do it with Roman. But see, this is where AEW, I think, need to actually start doing more well, yeah, is but emphasize the, the AEW World Championship, man. Okay, while that's true... I didn't feel that way when Jericho had the title. I didn't That's feel true. that way when Moxley had the title. I didn't but feel on. that way when Kenny had the title. <laughs> so great. how much can I put on AEW and how much of it's on Hangman? Because it's only when Hangman's had the title that I feel this way. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's not. It, it, he's got a lot to play as well. And uh, yeah, man, and we, I mean, we were even saying it before he won the freaking AEW championship. That he shouldn't win the AEW championship. He's Tommy Dreamer. Right? <laughs> Even Tommy Dreamer knew how to friggin' get that that you know that that feel sorry type of heat from the fans, dude, where they all went behind him. You know that sympathy. Dreamer he has said it. that the worst thing that ever happened to him was winning the ECW championship. He never should have won that belt. He was always the guy who should have been on the chase and then it's come true. up short. Because people would then rally behind him to push him back right. up. No, you're right. Absolutely, you know? man. But he was the heart and soul of ECW at least, right? What's what's Hangman Page? Well, I mean, cowboy shit kind of was the heart and soul of AEW, and now that's it even was. pulled off. Yeah, but see, I blame also, like, the booking of that because how many people – you can turn cowboy shit 
into absolute shit. And that's what a lot of friggin' wrestlers were doing. Like, they were countering him with that cowboy shit and just demoting him. Do you know what I mean? Where it made cowboy shit so shit. And it doesn't help that you have Lance on the other side. Now, I love Lance Archer. I consider Lance Archer a friend of mine. He's an awesome person, man. I've had a lot of conversations with him too, man. He's great. But he has not been presented as a contender for the AEW championship inside of the booking during his tenure inside of AEW. And nobody gave him a chance of winning this match. Right. And then you go out there and you have this crazy bloodbath and hangman wins in the end. And it's just like, did we really need the crazy bloodbath? Like, was that necessary? Because we got to the result that everybody knew that we were going to begin with. (laughs) What's that? That's what's sad. But get this, Jago. You know what's even sadder? Did you realize the stipulations for this match? What, that it was a Texas death match? Right, but there's only two ways you can win the match. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Submission and um, and what's it called? And pin. And pin four, right? There was no count outs. Right. How did Hangman Page win? That's a, That's a valid point. Do you see what I'm saying? Again, do they think we're stupid? I mean, like, I mean, I don't get it. Like, are they expecting us to just not realize that that happened? And I know yes. what that, the excuse is. The excuse is, well, it was a 10 count. He was technically knocked out, right? It was KO'd. He was on the outside. Give me a freaking right. break, all right? He got counted out. That's it. Not fucking knocked out and you know, a 10 count, that's bullshit. So now I feel like I I can kind of see where AEW is laying their cards out. And I think it's good. Um, Adam Cole challenges Hangman Adam Page after the matchup. Uh, very right. New Japan-like, having him come out right after the title defense, right? And be like, I got next. So we get Hangman versus Adam Cole at Revolution. Okay. Is that I'm, what's happening? Is that official? I'm I'm assuming the right. way that the way that they're kind of laying things out. Okay, I'm down with that. Uh CM Punk versus MJF at Revolution, probably in a stipulation, I'm guessing like a cage match. CM Punk gets the win over MJF. Adam Cole wins the AEW championship from Hangman Adam Page. Double wow. or nothing, you're looking at Adam Cole versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. Adam Cole wins that match. Kenny Omega returns. Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole for the AEW Championship at All Out. I feel like that's like the next seven months worth of of booking of the title. But does Kenny win? Or does Jay White get involved in this match and screw Kenny? I mean, it it all depends on how much you're going to have Switchblade at your availability and how long he's going to be around. Because, I mean, from what I'm hearing, Kenny probably, like, he may not be back, like, full time until... Really? Yeah, until, like, the summer. So, I mean... I'm hearing August, dude. Right. So, I mean, I'm looking at all out for the the Adam Cole Kenny Omega match are we going to have switchblade around through September then if they don't do the Kenny Jay White program they're going to miss out on money here right I mean seriously unless New Japan 
other ones that really want that little thing to be going on. It, it could be that. You, we don't know, That's right? That's true. And I'm cool with that. I actually, I'll be happy to see that over there. But man, I hope Jay White, I don't know how long this loan period is. The way things are going in Japan, are these guys even going to be able to get back to Japan? Like what's, well, I don't and, understand how and, some other guys can, but he can't. Well, Jay is stuck in the States right now. Right. Um, because Jay is working on his like full-time American visa to like okay. actually move to the States and he cannot leave the country until that process is done. But right, all so of those agencies are moving at turtle pace because of COVID and they're working with like bare bones crew. And so like he can't leave the country right now, even if he could get into Japan. Okay. So that's basically the problem. Yeah. He's basically stuck here for the time being. So essentially we don't know how long he probably would be in AW for. It could be six months, could be a year even. But I mean, he's also doing New Japan strong, and and right. that's the that, that priority issue. Right? Yeah. That. One, I mean, what's what's working two two nights a week, dude? That's oh no, nothing. no, no! And, right. and New Japan strong is taped, and right, like, right. so there, there's tons of different ways. To, but I don't know how much he's going to be around. You know, that's that, that's what I'm saying. Well, you think the way uh, Tony Khan pretty much bragged about this shit. Feels like he's gonna come across like pretty long term for the short term, if that makes sense. Like, I hope he's there for at least six to eight months, at the very least. Well, I mean, I think Tony Khan ideally would like to sign Switchblade Jay White oh, no away doubt. from sure. New Japan full time. Sure. But I mean, let's let's not put the cart in front of the horse when it comes to that either. But you know, I mean, if, if the longer Jay being stuck here, the more sense that makes for Jay. Oh, no doubt about it. But didn't he just sign a new contract with New Japan? Yeah. Yeah. So, and how long? And now they're giving out multi year contracts too. Right. Like three and five year deals. Right. So. And for forever, they're only giving one year contracts to absolutely everybody on the roster. Well, and you know he I mean? is a product of the New Japan dojo. He came up right. through the system. Like he is pretty loyal to New Japan. I don't oh, think that definitely. Jay wants to go anywhere except maybe home. You know, and he can't do that right now. So, right, I just mean, kind of the way things have worked out. Heck, I don't think he's interested in even going back to New Zealand, dude. He didn't even start wrestling in New Zealand. That's what's funny. He's literally a New Japan product. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Through the dojo, you bet. Through the dojo, man. And I remember him when he was a young boy, and I remember him when he went on excursion to Ring Ball of Honor. J. White, you bet. Yeah. With his freaking with the, with the trunks too, man. Yeah, I mean, and super white meat baby face. Yeah. Like when he returned to New Japan and debuted the Switchblade gimmick, I thought there's no way this is gonna work. Like no. I just I cannot <laughs> I buy this guy inside of this role. It's not gonna work. And well, he he's proven me wrong on more than one occasion. Oh, you know, dude. Do you remember the heat he used to have? He used to have go away heat, dude, for a long time. Even even when he just. And once he came back from excursion from from the mm -hmm. states, and the Switchblade character literally debuted once he came back, so many people hated his guts, dude. They yep. didn't see the potential in him, right? And let's be fair, when he was in ROH, he was a cruiserweight practically. That's how he wrestled. Right. Yep. Now he wrestles like he's a heavyweight. Literally, doesn't do any of that flippy shit anymore. His style. 
is one of the the coolest things in all of pro wrestling because For he sure. is he is the best counter wrestler yeah i think i've ever seen and it just works so well with the switchblade character where he's getting his ass whipped and then he just catches somebody with a counter out of yeah. nowhere and my god when he's working from on top it's just insufferable and he's well seasoned too man like i think now like he's a guy that again most fans don't understand how good he actually is. The guy gets it. He's been taught by the best at possibly the best dojo in all of pro wrestling, right? Yep. He's that good, man. Like for me right now, he's ready to be even at the top of any promotion around the world. doesn't matter. Any of the big two, no problem. Yeah. He has that credibility. And Absolutely. there's the fact that he single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. And that too. And that too. Right. <laughs> I can't believe he's been bragging about that for three years. For three years, he's been bragging about that. It was That's three heel, years bro. ago yesterday he won right. the IWGP championship. <laughs> well, man. Let's be and then he bro. lost it a month and a half later to Kazushka Okada in the main event of Madison Square Garden. But he single-handedly sold it out. Yeah, he single-handedly sold it out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Kenny and the Bucks had nothing to do with it, but it was no. definitely – Jay White. It was Jay White all the way. Yeah, Jay White was, was clearly always planned for that spot. Always. It wasn't that they just wanted a Gaijin against Kazuchika Okada in the main <laughs> event of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it wasn't that the plan was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika right. Okada at Madison Square Garden. It was way. all Switchblade. All Switchblade. It was Love all it. Switchblade. Love Jay. <laughs> he, he, is, he is just great. Hey, that's heel for you, dude. That's heel heat. He gets oh, yeah. it, bro. Well, and and Another guy who gets it is MJF, who, who's going to be bragging about how he pinned CM Punk twice in one night for the <laughs> well, like next 30 years. Well, he technically did, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically. <laughs> I technically. mean, seriously. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Oh, man. You got to love him, though. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit of WWE. Uh, Jimmy, we, we kind of went at WWE pretty good on, on Cage last night, and I owe them an apology. <laughs> Um, I owe them an apology because we were so upset that they blew off the Shinsuke Nakamura CME Zane thing, which is taped for next week. And I was just like, why in the hell would they do that? Well, number one, they knew that it was going to get out. So they might as well go ahead and spoil it themselves. But it's not the first time either that they've done this, right? But I also remembered why it is that they pre-tape SmackDown for next week. It's because they need the travel day to get over to Saudi Arabia for Blood oh. Money 7 next Saturday. That's why <laughs> SmackDown's pre-tape next week. And of I course, forgot. Of course, oh. we can't do Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura in Country Redacted because Sami Zayn is a Syrian Muslim, and if he went into the country, they would behead him. So... Sami Zayn not going over to country redacted for blood money <laughs> seven. Um, so it, it makes sense why they blew it off on Twitter last night that they, they taped this thing. So I apologize, WWE. I apologize. There's a million different things I should yell at you for this week, but that was not the one. I don't understand how, you know, Sami Zayn is Syrian. The country redacted, which I won't mention here, aren't they both Arabs? Well, yeah, but they hate each other. Right, but but what's the real issue? I mean, they don't care. Apparently, Goldberg, Goldberg, he's all good to be in an elimination well, chamber, well, right? I mean... Well, well, yeah, but he's a legacy star that has, you know, 
30 years worth of credibility and, and Sami Zayn is a red-headed Canadian Syrian Muslim. Oh, he's so stupid, man. I mean, credit to Sami Zayn. I mean, is, is Kevin Owens going no. over to – he's no. still not good on him. No, and, and that's why he lost to Austin Theory in the qualifying match. <laughs> yeah, good on him. I mean, absolutely good on him because he's stuck by his friend, man, all these times. Fuck country redacted and blood money seven. I mean, the fact that this is still even a thing, it blows my mind. No pun intended, I think they right? Signed, I think they signed for like 10 of them. Isn't that right? I thought it was eight of them or something like that, wasn't it? Oh, I, for some reason, I was thinking it was a 10-show deal. Well, you know this contract's going to get renewed anyway. Let's be honest, right? Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, clearly. There's, they're going to demand for WrestleMania sooner, sooner or later. And I'm not talking about Super WrestleMania like on the Super NES back in the day, right? I'm talking about Super WrestleMania like, like you know, the greatest Royal Rumble in history uh, or the biggest. The greatest, the the greatest WrestleMania. And yeah. It, and, and and it's going to be a six-hour extravaganza in Country Redacted, which means <laughs> yeah. that it starts at 6 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> morning here in the United States. Uh, and no, means- you can't go because you don't live in Country Redacted, and you're <laughs> not being told by the government to show up at this show. Right. And and I bet we have uh, the Kajalgi Invitational at the Greatest WrestleMania event in Country Redacted. There you go. And Goldberg will win it because <laughs> Crown Prince Ben Salman, for one reason or another, Ugh. loves him some Goldberg. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I don't go to big. There's going to be. And, and, and Goldberg's not the only Jew that's going to be there because on the other <laughs> side of the ring is going to be Paul Heyman as he accompanies Roman Reigns, the match for the championship of the universe. <laughs> the universe. Right. Um, Roman Reigns is just going to he going to smash Goldberg, right? I hope so. I mean, you think so. Is there any chance that Brock Lesnar gets revenge on Roman Reigns and screws Roman Reigns and Goldberg somehow comes out of this thing, the champion of the universe? That's a possibility, dude. I hate to say it. Fuck me. Fuck us, indeed. I mean, that is a big possibility. And Jago, why would you say that? Because I mean, I mean, I, I mean number one, I'm not going to watch this show. Uh, we, 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 we will <laughs> well, do the I'll, blow I'll do it. We will do right. the blow off on Sunday next week so that we can cover the show. Right, but right. I'm not going to watch it. Um, I, I haven't watched any of the Saudi shows. I'm not going to watch any of the Saudi right. shows. But you said th- it. But there is the potential that I see as I look at this card. Brock Lesnar screws Roman Reigns out of the championship of the universe just so that you have Goldberg as the champion of the universe going into WrestleMania and you're still lined up for Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Oh, no, dude. You know that's going to happen, dude. That's happening. There's no ifs or buts. It's it's happening. That's exactly what's going to happen. Boy, do I hope you're wrong. But, uh... I mean, I, yeah. I just I, I feel like the potential is there. <laughs> it's very there, and it's almost 99% chance of that happening. That's how confident I am. Once he said that, I thought, damn it, that's what they're going to do. 100%. I mean, where does this leave Seth Rollins? What was the whole point of that match at the Rumble? That was so – I mean, how dumb is this? 
I, you know, I tuned in to the Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble because I wanted the answer to that question. What are they going to do with Seth Rollins? <laughs> um, because let's just say, for the sake of argument, um, that that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. That Stone Cold Steve Austin gets choked out with his hand on the rope, and then the big bad heel comes in and breaks not one, but two chairs over his back. <laughs> yeah, right. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open Monday Night Raw and he's going to cut an impassioned promo about how he's going to hunt this motherfucker down and kill him, right? Like, that's what's going down here. (laughs) And so I tuned into Monday Night Raw and not only did Seth Rollins not open the show, when Seth Rollins did show up, we were just back to Seth Rollins being Seth Rollins. And I, I don't understand that at all. I just, I really don't pathetic that's what i gotta say this is just absolutely pathetic maybe they shit themselves that bad that would be because of the sort of uh the heat on roman and all the baby face heat on seth but like could you not hear the fans rallying behind seth rollins like yeah. why would you just send him out there monday night and he's just dirty slime bag heel seth rollins and he's like oh i'll get roman like the next time this is 2015 all over again dude. i mean just <laughs> Yeah, and they want to know why Seth never catches on. It's because you yeah. do stupid shit like this with him all the time. 2015 all over again. Remember when he won the, the WWE Championship at WrestleMania? Yep. He was over like Rover, dude. Everyone was going bananas. Was it WrestleMania or was it another paper? SummerSlam maybe even. Well, I mean, he when he cashed in and uh, during right. WrestleMania. But then he turned heel. And then right. he turned heel. Was it WrestleMania well, the next night or whatever happened? I, mean, I, I feel like the papers? worst one was when he returned from the knee injury. When he blew his knee out against Kane, he's out for like nine months. They released this great documentary about Seth and the rehab. Yeah. And there's all this sympathy on Seth. And then Seth finally returns at Extreme Rules. And oh, then he right. comes Extreme out rules. Monday night on Raw, opens the show, and tells all the fans to kiss his ass and how they didn't support him while he was gone. None of you know what I went through. And it's like, what are you doing? He was set up to be the biggest baby face return since like Shawn Michaels in 2002. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I don't, I can't explain it, dude. And they're doing this to him again. I don't understand, but they do have him inside of the elimination chamber, the Khashoggi classic for the WWE (laughs) championship. Bobby Lashley defends against Brock Lesnar, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin theory, riddle and AJ styles. Uh, Jimmy, do you suppose that crown Prince bin Salman has told them who is winning this match yet? Because I'm not sure the WWE has any idea who is supposed to win this match at this point. I dare say, I don't think, you know, Crown Prince Salman, right, even gives a shit about anyone in this match. Well, I mean, Brock Lesnar's in this. Match. Oh, yeah, except for so, Brock. Sorry. Brock Lesnar. That's the only one. That's it. He's winning. That's it. There's no ifs or buts about it. See, and I, I, I don't know if it's that cut and dry. Um, because, I mean, there, oh, there, there, there is... Yeah, but there is the potential for champion versus champion as we go into WrestleMania. If if Lesnar doesn't screw Roman, right? <laughs> Roman maintains the championship of the universe. Brock Lesnar walks out the WWE champion title versus title at WrestleMania. Brock kind of teased that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I do think it's going to be Brock and Roman. And 
hopefully for the championship of the universe and goldberg is not involved in that program oh my god but that means that means brock lesnar's not winning the wwe championship in country redacted so if we take brock lesnar out of the equation who else would be the logical choice to win this match bobby lashley seth freaking rollins austin theory riddle or aj styles i kind of lean matt riddle Right, but he didn't win the Rumble where they missed an opportunity with him actually winning it, and apparently he was the favorite to win it. He was booked to win it, actually. But so they pivot out of that because of the COVID diagnosis to Roman at day one. If you wanted Riddle in that position going into WrestleMania, wouldn't it make sense for him to win the championship inside of the chamber? It would, but can you picture, like, all the fans in the country redacted going banana for Riddle? Saying, bro, bro, bro. I mean. <laughs> hey, Randy. Uh, it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like, you know what I sounded like then even, dude? Like Crusty is like, hey, Randy. <laughs> I <laughs> hate this show being the month before WrestleMania. It's pathetic, dude. I mean, because it's just it has so much effect on the WrestleMania booking. And it does. That's that's the thing that I hate the most about it. Um, I, if they want to do Riddle versus Orton at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship, I mean, it seems pretty clear. Riddle's the guy to go with. Riddle is the guy to go with. I mean, heck, he's ready, man. I, I feel he's, he's actually ready. But at the same time, he's too cheesy, too. I'm kind of getting sick of this California sort of white fucking surfer dude that's stoned all the time, even though he's not from Cali, he's from Vegas, still to West Coast. He's too like, hey, dude, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right, man. The the problem it. is, yeah, you're right. The, the problem is the timing with Riddle because I want to see Riddle turn heel on Orton. Get yeah, serious. Awesome. Right. Pre- present as a more serious character. And then we can have Riddle win the WWE Championship. I feel like we're doing things out of order. Yeah, they are. They really are. And I think, and the thing is, what people don't realize, Riddle's a legit badass, man. Like oh, yeah. He, He's a UFC fighter. Yeah, right. And, I mean, he was he was pretty good, man. And they should book him way more. I think, we. I look, man, I'm sick of seeing Riddle from the independence all the way to WWE now with his same persona. I want to see... If he's got another layer to him, do you know what I'm saying? I want to see another layer and I want to see a real heel run where he just wants to kill everybody, dude. Like, just come in and destroy everything, man. But instead, he's getting his toes stomped. Maybe wear a pair of boots, Matt. Oh, I I hate the dirty hippie walking around in sandals thing. I just, I I absolutely hate it. Absolutely hate it. And I hate the freaking bird graphic too, man. Like, seriously, it's so corny, man. Uh, any case for Seth freaking Rollins to win this match? I, I can't think of one. Logically, he should, right? But no, he's not winning. I mean, I, I feel like we're going towards Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania again. And I just, I don't like running it back that soon. I don't care at all, man. I'll, I know they're going to put on a good match, as they always do. Right. But who, but who cares? I've seen it a million times in multiple promotions. 
I don't Austin care anymore. Theory <laughs> is not winning this match short of the Shane McMahon oh. thing being a work and him showing up in order to, to screw everybody it, just so that Shane McMahon and Austin Theory can have a title match at WrestleMania. That shit ain't happening. Uh, the other one is AJ Styles. Any case for AJ to win this match? I mean, AJ is just... He's AJ Styles. He could be in the opening match. He could be in the main event. He'll be whatever you want him to be because he's the phenomenal AJ Styles, and he's just that damn good. Absolutely agree 100%. Unfortunately, though, for AJ Styles, I feel like WWE don't look at him as WWE champion material anymore, man. I don't know, man, because they've kind of been building AJ up as, you know, sure thing, first bell at Hall of Famer. Like, they're talking about AJ in that. But they're talking about him in that context. Like, they're trying to reframe him a little bit. Well, put it this way. They're calling him a WWE legend now. Right. So, I mean, mean, and he is. He's earned to be called that, even though he hasn't been in WWE for for that long. like Summer Rae. I mean, Summer Rae. Just like Summer Rae, dude. She's a legend, bro. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. Just saying. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Bobby Lashley. I mean, there is always the potential that Lashley just retains his championship he inside. Of, but then the problem is, who in the hell challenges Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship? Nobody. Because this, this is literally <laughs> all the contenders right here. I right. mean, that, that, that's, that's all makes, of them. Which makes these freaking events so stupid because it really waters down WrestleMania. Yeah. And it makes it even more difficult to book for WrestleMania in many ways, too, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I hate this show being a month before WrestleMania. I just, I absolutely hate it because it influences the booking so much. I hate it. Do we still have a fast lane at all? Or is that? No, no this more? is the last show before. Mania. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. Because if we have fast lane as well, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it's dumb, but money talks and bullshit walks, Jago. That's. That's just how it goes. That's true. Becky Lynch versus Lita um, covered from head to toe. Uh, (laughs) I mean, this is just Uh, a novelty match. Becky wins this thing like going away, right? Like this is, you could open the show with this because I feel like the conclusion is just so drawn out. Well, you're right. But then maybe, you know, our, our favorite Prince Salman might actually want Lita, Lita, Lita. Go yeah, over. I, I over. just don't see it. I don't see it. Because then what, what do you do going into WrestleMania? Do you just do a rematch then? Psh, fuck Divino. <laughs> I mean, mean, because, I, well, I, I, I ask because I feel like the Elimination Chamber women's match, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki ASH, and my, my personal pick to win the match to be announced. Um, I feel like the winner of that match just goes on to face Becky at WrestleMania. Like it, it, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, maybe, I mean, it'd be interesting just to see him covered from Nick down. I don't think <laughs> I, know? I, I just, these shows crazy. Make me really uncomfortable. As we look at the women's chamber, who who is the favorite? I mean, Bianca has to be the favorite to win this thing, unless you go with to be announced. To be announced. Who is to be announced? Is it Bailey? Yeah. Is it Oscar? Oh, no. Is it EO? Is it like who is to be announced? Preferably, I'd want EO, but I think it would be Bailey. You think it'll be Bailey? Yeah. So it's ba- about that time. Bailey and Becky at Mania? Or do you put Bianca over? Because I feel like Bianca versus Becky is the match everybody probably wants to see the most. Do they, though? I feel like Bianca Belair has lost a bit of that 
sort of heat, man. Like I don't know if the fans are as behind her as she as they were the year before. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong, but I don't know, man. I feel like she's just gone a little bit cold, even though they're trying. But it's yeah. just I'm not sure, man. I don't think she's ready for that spot, even though she's gotten there before. Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya in a tag team match. Evidently, that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I it's just, I don't <laughs> Jimmy care. Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care. Pretty much. Yeah, like. yeah pretty much. Uh, there is uh, two other matches on this show that I am I'm, am kind of interested in. The Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, that that could be entertaining because I, I'm I'm curious how the the people of the country redacted react <laughs> to guys coming out in Viking helmets. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, and then we have uh, I I think this is the Khashoggi Classic match. <laughs> this is the Khashoggi Classic match. Drew McIntyre <laughs> versus Madcap Moss, oh, along no. with Happy Corbin, falls count anywhere uh so the proper booking is drew mcintyre gets the win whips out his sword and cuts off madcap moss and happy corbin's heads like that's that's the proper booking in country redacted right <laughs> you said it i mean you might as well go to the plaza where they do that shit in country right in the middle redacted. of the street that's why it's right. falls out anywhere <laughs> yeah right in the middle of the street and if they do the beheading angle we go straight to black. You know what I mean? Like straight. Like like straight Quentin Tarantino black. shot it. Yeah, just that's it. You know what I mean? I mean, heck, you might as well go one step further and bring Muhammad Hassan back. There you go. Under a baraclava, too, like he's ISIS or something. Ooh, ah, see might that? Be onto something here. And then he's doing this at the camera while they're about to behead Drew McIntyre with his sword. Fantastic booking. I mean... <laughs> You'd be like, no, <laughs> blood you know money I mean? seven this Saturday <laughs> on the cock, mate. Hey, this is what you call, I mean, a hyped up pay per view. Oh, sorry, premium event on the cock, bro. Yeah, it's a ple on the cock. You bet. <laughs> Rated R for for like R, like literally. <laughs> Did you ever see the X-rated version of RoboCop? I'm not sure. Was there was an X-rated version of RoboCop? There was an X-rated version of RoboCop. It's the original director's cut. Okay, um, and maybe I haven't seen it. They had to edit RoboCop like seven different times to get Why? it down to an R rating because it was <laughs> so freaking violent. Really? And I, yes. And the the X-rated version, Chef's Kiss, brilliant, <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. It like it adds so much more context because like when they edited it, they they took a bunch of the scenes and they're like out of order and things get really confusing. Right. Like when you watch the original X-rated director's cut, it's like wow, this might be the greatest movie ever made. Really? And when did yeah. this version come out? Um, I think it was part of the Criterion collection, so like mm. early two thousands. I Damn. think is when it was released. No shit. I think I'm gonna have to get my hands on that. You got me a bit intrigued about this. You can you can find it on Amazon on uh, Blu-ray. Um, just type in director's cut, and it comes up unrated director's cut. It's actually the so it's X unrated. Yeah. Well, that's how right. it's advertised now. But at the time, it was the X 
rated version because it was just so freaking violent. Interesting. I'm going to check that out for sure, man. Definitely. Thanks for the like heads up. I didn't realize. Yep. So, so Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss, unrated director's cut, <laughs> the Shogi classic coming. Soon. Yep. And who's the special guest referee in this? I mean, do we have like uh, Bin Laden back from the dead? I mean, in his not? home country. I mean, hey, we can have a new we can have a new faction in professional wrestling, dude. Well, I mean, we we already got the jihad. <laughs> the jihad. The jihad. <laughs> that's great. Oh man, that's too good. What about the infidelity delis? There you go. That, <laughs> that actually sounds like a boy band. The Hold on a second. Yeah, it does actually. The infidels and the delis. But no, no, even better. Infu- Infidelhausen. There we go. <laughs> From now on, anybody that's not down with Danhausen is an Infidelhausen. And now I want to see Ben Hameen and Danhausen tag together. <laughs> I, I, the Infidelhausen. Can you imagine? Hey, dude, Love that's it. money right that's there. Absolute, dude, those two guys would be priceless <laughs> together. The improv going yeah, back and forth with those no. two guys would oh. be hilarious. Absolutely oh, hilarious. I'm crying thinking about it, dude. I just want to say before we even go, everybody needs to check out Bin Hamin's, um, you know, the commercial for the Super Bowl <laughs> that he did. That is one of the funniest fucking things. I hope people like, you know, because some people might get offended by it, but it is totally gold, man. I mean, that is, a, especially at the end when he's like, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the only Ayatollah that I believe in. It's the Absolutely. Omni Media Group, channelattitude.com. <laughs> That's where you can find me and Jimmy. That's where you can find the blow off. Just search Hami and Media Group on your favorite podcast listening device, assuming <laughs> that I remember to upload the show this week. Jimmy, <laughs> how do the peeps, the freaks, and the Greeks keep up with you? Well, you can keep up with me right here at the Hummy Media Group and at channelattitude.com and at markmedia.com but also at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. And like we said on Uncage, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back from now on. So, uh, yeah, man. And also follow me at DJ Mass Effects and at PWC Network on Twitter. You can keep up with me across social media platforms at NotJargo. Of course, MichaelJargo.com. We will be back for a new episode of The Blow Off next week. We'll be on Sunday so we can cover Blood Money 7. Oh, boy, I'm looking forward to that. We will talk to you then. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya. Yalla.
You know, it just occurred to me watching that open that I have to update it already. There's been so much talent released from the WWE <laughs> that the open's not even current anymore, Jimmy. We haven't even been doing the show that long. Tell me about it, dude. Isn't it crazy? But more importantly, we might as well call the show the Blowhausen. The Blowhausen, you bet. <laughs> I mean, shit. Might as well have Dan Housen all over that intro, bro. It's Jimmy T and Dr. Jargo. P H. D and we are back for a new edition of the blow off presented by the Hamid media group channel attitude.com Jimmy, where I am at Saturday morning, where you are, it's late Saturday night. How are things down under? Good man. Actually quite peaceful and cool, bro. So I'm happy, man. Cause this heat lately, man, is just, Oh man, it's the worst. This heat. Are you freaking oh, I'm telling right you, now, man. bro. Hey My man, God. the only good thing is you can get your tan on, bro. You know right what I mean? Now- Right now, it feels like it's negative 14 here in the Hawkeye State. <laughs> I Man, mean, like I said, I would switch for cold any day, bro. Yeah, you say that. It'd take all of about <laughs> three days. Three days! That's all it would take. And, of course, I was looking at relocating out into the desert. That's not going to happen. So then I was looking at relocating to the tropics, and maybe that's not going to happen. And so now I'm, I'm even looking at relocating where there's more snow. Why would I do that? That's <laughs> You're kidding. It just doesn't seem logical. It doesn't seem logical. Almost as illogical as Shane McMahon, Jimmy T. That is the lead story this week on the blow-off. The Shane McMahon situation kind of blowing up. Um, You and I did not get a chance to talk about the Royal Rumble, although I think I've talked about it on every other podcast on the face of the freaking planet over the course of the last week. Uh, What was kind of your takeaway from the rumble and the way that this thing was booked? Because it seems as though we're just going to blame Shane McMahon for everything. Well, I I don't, I don't buy this story completely, dude, to be honest with you, man. I I just don't. There's something suspect about this sort of story, man. I mean, wasn't it not long ago that we're getting reports that Shane McMahon was one of the best people to work for? See, and this is kind of my issue with this story, too. And I've talked about this a lot of different places. We have known about Shane McMahon and his backstage dealings for 25 years at this point, right? Easily. Absolutely. I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is the McMahon that everybody likes. Shane McMahon is the McMahon that wants to hang out with the boys. He would really like to be one of the boys, but his last name is McMahon, so he'll never be one of the boys. Then he became like this this glorified stunt man who was yeah. getting all these huge spots at WrestleMania, but at least they, they were just one-offs and we all knew it was going to be a car crash. Don't ask Shane to throw a punch. Just ask him to jump <laughs> off the top of a cage, right? Like Absolutely. that was fine. You know what I've never heard about Shane McMahon is that he only cares about Shane McMahon, that he's an egomaniacal, just absolute terror to work with. Uh, When did Shane McMahon start producing matches to begin with, let alone the Royal Rumble? Like, there's so much about this story that just does not add up for me at all because it's so out of character for Shane McMahon. Well, like our good old co-host Chris Ames, this is straight up bullshit in the morning for both of us, Jago. <laughs> straight yeah. up. I mean, this is just, I, I don't buy it, man. I can't believe there's people out there that totally buy this shit. You know what's even funnier, though? The fact that people in WWE have been calling up Tony Khan in AEW not to hire Shane McMahon, <laughs> recommending not because it's just so egotistical. I mean, you can't sign this guy, man. He's just, he's the real poison, like Vince would say, right? 
okay well let's flip it a little bit all right let's say that you're tony khan and you're sitting at home on saturday morning and you're wondering who is going to be the next head coach of the jacksonville jaguars because nobody <laughs> wants to be the coach of the jacksonville jaguars and, and you're having your morning coffee and you get a phone call from greenwich connecticut and you're like who the hell's calling me from Greenwich, Connecticut? And you answer it and, and, and you pick up the phone and you hear, here comes the money. Oh my God. Here that comes is... the money. money. But dude, that would actually pop and me. <laughs> what is the value of bringing in Shane McMahon? Even if he wanted to come, like, I don't understand why Tony Khan would even want to bring in 52 year old Shane McMahon other than to pop the people that are already watching the show. Like, I, right. I I don't see what the value of Shane McMahon would be to AEW. I keep hearing this conversation, and I I, I just don't see it. Like, what would you even bring Shane in to do? Throw horrible well, punches? We have John Moxley for that. <laughs> All right, look, let's be honest, dude. I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, he's a McMahon. And the shock so value... So what? I know, but just the... Shock value of bringing Shane McMahon into AEW would pop a pretty decent rating, in my opinion. I don't think just it for the would. shock value. You don't think so? No, I don't. I think th- it would a temporary sort of, you know. I don't pop see up what bring, what would you bring in fifty two year old Shane McMahon to do? Just the shock value, man. Just the fact that he's he appears on AEW television, but then people will say conspiracy theories. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tyson didn't pop a rating for AEW. He's way right. more important than Shane McMahon. Oh, absolutely. But Shane McMahon's kind of more relevant in a way. Not really, but no, he's Tyson's not. around still. You know what I mean? He does his What um, makes Shane McMahon relevant other than he came out of Vince McMahon's penis? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What uh, make, what, I mean, well, that's it. That's his claim to fame, bro. He came out of the fucking genetic jackhammer himself, dude. I mean, the, oh, if you brought Shane McMahon into AEW, you know what would happen. He'd end up feuding with Cody for six months. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Oh, Jesus, I guess, man. For me, I thought it was suspect that all of this comes out about Shane McMahon. And then just a couple of days later, we get the WWE financial reports. Oh. And I can't help but wonder if those two things are related. Now, I know everybody is going to tell me they made $1.1 billion last year. They had the most profitable year in the company's history. Why would they get rid of Shane McMahon before that? Uh, Jimmy, have you actually had a chance to read this report? I actually haven't yet, but I've heard about it. And you you were talking about it earlier on um, Uncaged. And uh, it sounds, like you said, it's it's a big insult to the fans, apparently, right? I mean, okay, so we have the very first paragraph that deals with anything having to do with anything financial. It's like the third paragraph (laughs) of this entire statement. Fourth quarter consolidated results. Revenue increased 30% to $310.3 million. Number one, they didn't make $1.1 billion. They made $310.3 million. Really? Revenue and profit are two right, right. very different things. 100% correct. Comma, primarily due to the impact of large-scale international events, Saudi fucking Arabia, 
as well as higher ticket and venue merchandise sales resulting from the return to ticketed live events. This is all from TV and Saudi Arabia. I mean, as you actually look through this thing, every measurable fan interest metric is down year over year. And yet they're making more money than ever. Free cash flow, the amount of money that they play with on a daily basis was $27.5 million. Shit. A decrease from $56.2 million. Wow. This is not good. good. Their internal cash flow decreased almost by half. I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. I don't think this is a good financial report. So, what do we need to do? We need to take out the least important McMahon, the one who has absolutely nothing to do with any business going on anywhere inside of the company. We're not taking out Steph. We're not taking out Vince. We already took out Triple H. Yeah, right. That's true, man. Do we just take out Shane McMahon as the scapegoat here? Because as much money as they made, and they made a lot of money. Business is not good for WWE if you read through this financial report. That's crazy, man. I mean, it's a one big facade, WWE, in many ways, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, dude, I mean, first of all, I didn't even realize that Shane McMahon was even still part of the company, especially in the back and producing matches. I didn't. I mean, did you hear anything of that in recent times? No, nothing. So that's a bit funny in itself. That's why I just call bullshit. Why would you bring in this- Shane McMahon? to book the most important match over the course of the year. Like the Royal Rumble is more extensive than booking the WrestleMania main event. So let's bring in Shane McMahon to book the Royal Rumble. Really? Really, Jugger? Yeah, I know. It just says bullshit, bro. doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. Why? Like what I can't wrap my head around, why would Shane McMahon literally put himself over 52 year old Shane McMahon who just appears out of the blue as what suddenly he's going to win the rumble apparently or whatnot or be in the final four as if it's his call yeah and he overpowered Vince because he can like bullshit dude I I just don't buy it man there's so much of this story that just doesn't check out and doesn't make any kind of logical sense I'm sorry yeah this is literally I feel WWE have created a little friggin like bullshit Chinese whisper, dude. That's what it comes across as just to put it out there. And and unfortunately there's a lot of fans out there and a lot of people that actually have fallen for this shit. Yeah. But I just don't see it. No, there's way too much that doesn't make any kind of logical sense. And I'm sure that we'll be hearing a lot more about Shane McMahon in the, do you write any of this up? Like how much of this is let's try to work the dirt sheets. And this is all part of an angle. 100%. 100%, dude. That's what's going on here. Whether it turns into some sort of angle, I don't know. I mean, my question, somebody's getting worked. Is it the fans that are getting worked or is it the TV networks and the stockholders that are getting worked? Somebody's getting worked. (laughs) Somebody's getting worked. But Everybody's getting worked. It ain't us. There's bullshit going on here. Uh Uh-uh. I don't buy it. I smell Boldagash. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> but one thing that did not make any kind of sense to me was the ending of the Royal Rumble. Um, not so much the Shane McMahon aspect of things, although he was there, but the Brock Lesnar part. 
And I'm not even objecting to Brock winning the Rumble. What I'm objecting to is Brock Lesnar comes out at number 30. Number one, who was supposed to be number 30? Like, or, or up and ended. <laughs> like, was Brock Lesnar planning on losing the championships just so he could enter the Rumble at number 30? Like, th there's a, a big plot gap there. But when you look at everybody that was in the ring when Brock Lesnar came out, they're all baby faces. Yeah. Why would you do that? to any of your baby faces let alone brock lesnar you're supposed to be building this up for this big successful moment we're all going to rally behind brock lesnar we want to see him get that championship opportunity so he can go on to wrestlemania and face off with roman reigns but he has to eliminate matt riddle and randy orton and shane mcmahon who's been presented as a baby face at this point like everybody that was in the ring was a freaking baby face so every time Brock Lesnar throws somebody out, you're deflating the crowd because that's somebody else that they like too. Why wouldn't you have like four heels in the ring when Brock Lesnar comes out? Cause you're like, Oh my God, I don't want Baron Corbin to win this thing. Oh yay, Brock threw him out. Yeah. Come on, Brock. But no, you got Drew McIntyre out there, RK bro. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? You're chopping off Brock's balls and making all your baby faces look bad. Well, first of all, you called the Jago on the blow off a couple of weeks back. You mentioned that, you know, we're going to get Roman versus Brock, right? Right. How they do it. And you came up with a great elaborate plan on how we can build to a Roman versus Brock match at WrestleMania. Heck, you even went one, even one further by saying that we could possibly get a unification of the of the championships. And, you know, all signs point that we could possibly get that sort of match, right? So, man, just WWE, they're lazy with their booking, dude. You know what I mean? They just were trying to figure out a way how to get to Roman and Brock after they fucking fucked it themselves in the first place, right? They put themselves in this mess. And they just couldn't think. They're just being lazy, dude. And then that's what we got at the Rumble. You got Roman, for whatever reason, costing Brock Lesnar the WWE. That, that doesn't make sense. And then where does that leave Seth? Suddenly he's just going to forget about Roman? Well, and, and that's part of my problem. The way that they did the Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins thing, you solidified Roman Reigns is still a heel, which I'm not sure that that was necessarily the way to go. It was go, go away heat, Jago. That right. was go away heat by the end of that match. But you made Seth Rollins the biggest baby face in the freaking company with the beatdown that Roman puts on him. I mean, you right. choke him out. He's in the ropes, so he gets DQ'd. That gets a bunch of heat. Then he beats him to death with a freaking chair, and it's like, okay. Well, still holding on to the rope, dude. But so it's like, okay, so at least we're getting more aggressive Roman. Like, we're adding right. another dimension to this character, and then they even went away from that when Roman comes out to interfere in the Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match. And he's cool, calm, and collected Roman again, who just extends his hand to Paul Heyman. And he, and, like, right. And you called that too, Jugger. But it just it feels so disconnected. Like, it I'm does. fine with the result. I'm fine with where they're going. But the presentation of how they're, it's getting, how they're there, getting there. Right, exactly. It's, it's pathetic, dude. You know it, what I mean? They could have done so much more. And then you also, you turn Seth Rollins into the biggest baby face in the company. I mean, I, I very much feel like that was what they did. Right. And you turn Bobby Lashley into a chicken shit, oh. undeserving heel. Chicken shit, bro. That's I mean, what he is. Brock, Brock Lesnar had shit. him down for a count of 20. 
a count of tw- the whole, there were 40,000 people counted to 20. And then Bobby Dude. Ashley celebrates like he just won the freaking gold medal in Beijing. Like, <laughs> look at me. I just beat Brock Lesnar. Sure you did, Bobby. <laughs> and it just, it feels so wrong. Like, I'm fine with Lashley beating Lesnar if that's what you want to do, but don't do it like that. Not just that, dude. By the end of the pay-per-view, right? Oh, sorry, premium event. My bad. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> By the end of it, who felt more over Bobby Lashley or Brock? After Brock winning the Rumble, everyone forgot that Lashley was even the WWE champion. And Brock didn't need to win the Rumble. Like, Brock is no more over after winning the Rumble than he was right. going into the Rumble. He's Brock Lesnar. He's already over. That's it, man. And he didn't need a win. This does nothing for Brock, dude. No. Really, it does absolutely nothing for Brock, nothing for Roman, other than damaged him even more by now getting that go-away heat once again that they didn't want in the first place, right? Not just that. I mean, dude, like Seth Rollins, again, like they've screwed themselves, dude. They've shot themselves in the foot. They've made Kevin Owens look weak. I mean, weak is piss as well. Then Drew McIntyre, who the fuck is this guy, man, with the sword? Seriously. I, what is he? I think Drew needs to turn heel. I, I've <sighs> been feeling that way for probably about six months now. Drew just feels dead in the water to me. Like he Drew has McIntyre, no momentum dude. at this point. Nothing. And he looks like a million bucks, dude. Look, but look, I mean, look we've seen Drew and Brock, we've seen Drew and Roman, and doesn't really work out very well for drew the only time it works out well for drew is when there's no fans there to cheer or boo drew like i i like drew mcintyre a lot as a talent but he is just floundering in the water at this point really since he lost the wwe championship he was just that covid era champion man where no one got to see him in person while being the champion which burns him dude and the same thing with big e like he's just dead in the water I'm hearing that they could give him the WWE Championship as early as just after WrestleMania or even at Mania, possibly, if somehow Big E gets himself into a WrestleMania sort of WWE title match. But I I, I thought he was a weak champion, in my opinion, dude. There's a lot of talk at this point about who is going to be facing Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Of course, he's going to be in the Elimination Chamber. I don't even know if Vincent Company know who the wwe champion is going to be going into (laughs) wrestlemania let alone who the challenger is going to be i don't even know if they know who the champion is going to be i'm not sure that crown prince ben salman has called (laughs) up vince and said so and so is going to win the elimination (laughs) chamber like i i I don't i don't know if vince even knows Well, no, because <laughs> Goldberg is going after Roman. So, so right. I mean that that program is going to be separate. Like it, it got out that, that makes I, sense too. It got out that I was on to them that we cannot put a Jew in the elimination chamber <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg. So instead, we're going to have Goldberg and Roman Reigns over from for for the SmackDown side. We'll we'll talk about Oldberg here in a second. Oh, uh, what about Strasburg cheese? But. Is it even Vince's call who the champion is going to be? Or do they just wait for Ben Salman to tell them who they want to win the Elimination Chamber and then book the WrestleMania main event off of that? I hate these shows. I've always hated these shows, but I particularly hate this show the month before WrestleMania because there's no time to course correct. You know what I mean? Like Because 
the booking in what they do in Saudi Arabia is like a completely different universe. It is literally doing it four weeks before WrestleMania just does not work. We've seen it the last two years and it's why manias fell flat the last two years. Absolutely flat. I mean, I don't even look forward to WrestleMania like I used to, dude. It's more like a chore now, man. They're even damaging the WrestleMania brand at this point. And I thought that was bulletproof. Right. I mean, it's WrestleMania. It was bulletproof, dude. You're right. Spot on, man. And that's why I don't understand this family, dude. I mean, some people say sabotage, like self-sabotage. Other people say they might looking at selling. But when you look at what their finances, right, I mean, it makes sense why they would have probably released so many wrestlers as they did, man. Yeah, because it's not like they made $1.1 billion last year. Right, but apparently they did, according to, you know, every smart body out there. (laughs) Revenue, revenue. Yeah, right, right. And they're going to make more money next year because the TV rights fees go up. I mean, it's just... Do you think they'll actually... Do you think, say, Fox or, you know, Universal NBC, USA Network, do you think they will up the ante and actually offer more money to WWE to keep Raw or SmackDown? I don't think so. Imagine that. I don't think so. Especially with the amount of money that NBC has lost off of the Olympics last year and this year. um, I don't think so. I mean, they paid $77 billion for the Olympics. Shit. And then it happens during billion. And then it happens during a global pandemic twice. Well, that's stupid. That's a bad business decision. Whoever made that business decision should get fired right now. Those decisions are made so far in advance. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's true. But but nobody is watching it. There's no ad revenue. I mean, NBC is gonna have to make up that revenue somewhere. And I don't see them giving WWE a billion dollars to keep Monday Night Raw at this point. Because even when I watch Monday Night Raw, look at the ads that are airing. Oh, my God, dude. That's another thing that actually drove me nuts watching Raw this past week. The amount of commercials, dude, that's what it really is that absolutely destroys the show too, man. But there's no high value commercials like you're not getting the beer sponsors you're not getting (laughs) the the automobile sponsors like those are the the actual advertisers that pay a lot of money like castro gtx back in the day right you're you're getting papa john's yeah it's true you know what i mean getting progressive look look at the ads that are airing and what's not airing that they should be getting that's always something that i that is fun for me to watch with monday night raw and dynamite like yeah, just just look true. at the difference in the sponsors for the shows. Right, but you know, AEW is very much the liberal show, right? I mean Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's so like, you know, that both companies represent one the left, the other the right. It's kind of like I, I don't, don't know, man. I don't feel like WWE has a whole lot of political Oh, not at this point. Like, really, not since Trump went into office. Oh, like, yeah, that's like true. they really tried to separate themselves from any kind <laughs> yeah. of, at least on the show itself. Like, we we know the McMahons absolutely go to the right. For the love of God, Linda McMahon was on Donald Trump's cabinet. <laughs> absolutely, you know. But I mean, I I don't see any of that bleeding out through television. Yeah, I mean that's true, man. I, and that's why I hate when people bring up like conspiracy theories. Like, look, WWE is Illuminati or whatever, right? Oh, well, well I, ma- I, I fully buy into that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a pay-per-view. Remember the one in Canada? I can't remember if it was the front. I think it was the Canadian Stampede in, in Calgary. I was watching that not too long ago, dude. And during the intro, 
Vince had his hand right in his jacket, right? Like, like exactly like that, tucked in. That's supposed to be Illuminati symbolism right there. But well, I mean, it's like the Monday Night wrestling. Raw open has like the all-seeing eye and shit all. Oh yeah, it. definitely it's crazy. Absolutely does. But my point is, though, it's professional wrestling. You know, they right. play off society. So they play off like the NWO is a good example. I mean, you you know what I'm saying? It, it's interesting because I, I'm trying to think like if you had a conservative, like far right character. Oh. I'm curious how the fans <laughs> would respond to that at this point. I guess it depends what state they're in, dude. Like when you think about it. Hmm. I'm curious yeah. how that would go over. Oh man, I'd love to see that though. In, in in some ways, man. Like when you think about it, it'd be good. But well, because I mean, can... like like people would be calling to cancel the character, and that would kind of be the point. You right. know what I mean? Like that's that, that's exactly the heat that you would be going for. Absolutely. I mean, look at Ivory coming back at the Royal Rumble with as right to censor. Right. I mean. That popped me, dude. You know what I mean? Because that the right to center right now would be so relevant in terms of professional wrestling. It would be mega over, dude. You know who it's got to be. What's that? It's got to be Stevie Richards. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 Stephen Richards actually. Have have Jagged. him come out as as the right to censor <laughs> right. Stephen Richards and just talk <laughs> about how we won. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that, man. That'd be awesome, man. Shout out to to Stephen Richards because, man, I'd love to see him have that one last run as Stephen Richards and right to center, man. Because when you think about it, that got him up on the upper echelon of the card, dude. There was even talk of him winning the WWF whatever championship at some point. Well, it's he should have. Absolutely, should have. Right to center was over, man. (laughs) It really was. Speaking of guys making one last run, let's talk about Oldberg. Uh, So evidently Oldberg showed up on SmackDown last night. Hasn't done anything. um, Hasn't won a match in quite a while. Uh, (laughs) He just comes back to lose big matches at this point. But we're coming up on blood money, so I want to get my ass kicked by Roman Reigns. Good big. (laughs) You know what, man? I'm just over Goldberg. Oh, man, at this point, are we going to get a Bin Salman invitational sort of tournament? At, like a Shogi uh, Classic? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure because we will talk about that off the air. But <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. Like <laughs> Shogi Classic, I wouldn't put it past them, man. I don't want to laugh, but damn, like seriously. I mean, when you think about it, they would probably do something stupid like that anyway, man. I mean, that would rank right up there with the Chinese government... <laughs> getting a bunch of Chinese children together to sing Imagine by John Lennon at the Olympics opening ceremony. I could not believe they did that. It's like, Stranger are you things. freaking kidding me right now? Stranger things happen wow. on this planet. I mean, heck, who would have thought John Cena himself talks Mandarin? Well, of course he does. I mean, it's John Ni Cena. Hao. I'm not I'm not even sure John Cena is not the leader of the World Economic Forum, you know, but he's a cyborg, dude. Goldberg, on the other hand, I mean, this is just something for Roman to do in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, that's all this is. This is just for Roman to play in his little playpen, dude, you know, eat up a bit of uh, something. You know what I mean? Eat a bit of Goldberg, 
you know, do his hoorah. And back home he goes, dude. I mean, well, seriously, are we going to get a possible Goldberg Universal Championship run once again, dude, at what, 78 at this point? I'm only joking, but seriously. No, I mean, I do not think Goldberg is going to beat Roman Reigns. Like, like, in no way, shape, or form. You never know, bro. (laughs) Well, especially when it comes to a Saudi Arabia show. But in the meantime, we've got Brock over in the Elimination Chamber doing the Monday Night Raw Championship thing. Is there any chance that Brock Lesnar just wins that match and and we do Brock and Roman to unify the title at WrestleMania the way that the Beast talked about on Monday Night Raw? Why not? I mean, shit. I mean, them two. I mean, I'll tell you why because they don't have enough time to salvage half this roster, dude, right now. I think the Rumble's kind of exposed how thin this roster is right now. Big time. And not just thin, they absolutely destroyed all their baby faces. Randy Orton looked like a little bitch pretty much. But you had the the baby face beat up all the baby face like just doesn't i don't understand hey randy i mean seriously think about that okay could we get down with matt riddle winning the wwe championship inside of the elimination chamber and doing riddle and orton for the wwe championship as we've kind of heard talked about yeah but this is just you know chatter dude that's all this is it won't happen because let's be honest I don't think that would be the main event. Oh, regardless, the Raw Championship match, I'm already thinking is going to open night one of WrestleMania. Because I'm not sure that championship's not going to change hands twice between now and then. Like, in the span of three months, you could have four title changes with that. Right. And they're hot-shotting it, too, right now, dude. They're, so, yeah, they're I mean, throwing shit against the wall, just hoping that something sticks. I mean, you you, you have Brock wins the championship at day one. He shit. loses it to Lashley. Lashley loses it at the chamber. The title changes hands again at WrestleMania. Like, you, you could be looking at four or five title changes within, like, the first oh. three months of the freaking year. What's wrong with these guys, man? Come on. I mean, seriously, why are they doing – are they that sort of uh... – indecisive you know what i mean like they can't actually make their decisions right like are they really changing things to the hour you know what i mean it's it is crazy man i'd love to be a fly on the wall right now in WWE because i don't understand how this company is is running right now i know everyone says it's vince and it probably is but something morale in WWE must be at an all-time low man but then again you got kevin owens and sammy Zayn signing new contracts and long-term deals too and I'm not sure that that was a bad idea for either one of those guys. I agree. Really. I, mean, I know, for real. I agree. I mean, he said it. It is what it is, man. He done what was better for his family, dude. That's what yep. Kevin Owens said. And at the end of the day, whether you agree with this or not, WWE still is the be all and end all, unfortunately or fortunately, in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, but I feel like that is changing. Like, I, I don't feel like it's nearly as definitive as right. it once was. Slowly but surely. AEW is is creeping up with them, you know what I mean? But the thing is, man, when I look at, when I watch AEW and then after watching WWE, I can't help but sometimes, you know, AEW can come across as a parody of professional wrestling too at times, absolutely, which kind of annoys me, but it doesn't happen all the time, you know what I mean? Whereas WWE at least try to sort of present something serious, right? Or they're trying to, but it's not coming across like they are. It's just weird, dude. The way they book shit is just strange, man. 
you get a good show here and there, and then it sucks for like 10 weeks straight. Like you would think Ronda Rousey winning the women's Royal Rumble. Oh, yes. Like people would be ecstatic about that. Instead, they had to pipe in fake crowd noise for Ronda Rousey oh, Monday night dude. on Raw. Uh, and then she was a D in the headlights on Monday, dude. Let me tell you that. She did not look like she wanted to be there Monday night. <laughs> nah, man. That was awkward, Jago. Although I, I was very happy to hear Becky Lynch call Ronda Rousey a little weirdo again. Uh, that's <laughs> one of my that's one of my favorite things in all of pro wrestling. Ronnie, you little weirdo. That, that oh, just man. cracks me up. But now we know it's going to be Charlotte and Rousey at WrestleMania. But I got to thinking about this. and This does not work. Um, I agree. It, because this would effectively turn Charlotte babyface. Charlotte does not work as a babyface. I do not think people are going to cheer Ronda Rousey. I just you don't. Think so? I think we saw the seeds planted last night on SmackDown with Charlotte saying that she was going to challenge Sasha Banks for wrestlemania i think this ends up a triple threat i think this ends up rousey versus charlotte versus sasha because people are going to rally behind sasha banks at least there will be somebody that people want to cheer inside of this match charlotte will play the tweener and rousey's going to be the heel that's just how i see it but see my issue is right the no one gives a shit about that match just be honest all right the money match is in big time becks Versus Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, man. That's what the fans generally really want to see compared to Charlotte and Ronda. You know what I mean? This is just further evidence of what I've been saying. I It was here, I don't know, maybe six months ago. People were talking about how Charlotte was unhappy with her booking. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Wasn't is there anybody? Is there anybody in the history of the company? that has been pushed harder, longer than Charlotte Flair? You're, you're right. I mean, if there's I mean, anybody you got to go that... back to Bruno. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, much stronger than Hogan was. I think they're fearful of actually losing her, dude, really. And I think that's why they book her as strong as they do, man. But at the same time... Like, <sighs> what do you have to complain about when it comes to your booking if you're Charlotte Flair? It's true. Again, I don't buy half this shit, dude, anymore. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of caca out there, dude. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. A lot, man. Like, a lot. You know what generally is true or false. This doesn't totally work for me either, man. Do you think people will cheer Ronda Rousey? Because I don't. Especially after what I saw Monday night on Raw. I just, I do not think people are going to cheer Ronda Rousey as a babyface. Well, to be fair, they were in Cincinnati. I mean, the fans there, that, I mean, for WWE anyway, they didn't give a shit about who was out there, to be fair, right? Compared to AEW, a whole different ballgame. But anyway, back to that. I mean, she was struggling on the – you could tell she was trying to think of her lines, dude. And then it looked like she wanted to cry at one point, man, right there on the spot. But she pushed through it. But, dude, she was struggling, bro. She's not a likable person. She's right. just not. And I mean, she's she not was. the baddest woman on the planet anymore. Not that was anymore, five definitely. years ago. <laughs> Damn, has it been that long already, dude? She got knocked the fuck out five years fuck. ago. And that happened in my neck of the woods, dude, in my hometown, Melbourne. Can you believe that shit? By Holly Home. It just, Crazy. I don't. And, and it killed the star power 
of Ronda Rousey, the myth around Ronda Rousey when that yeah, happened. Sh- that's true. She was one of those fighters, man, that once she got a loss, yep, that aura was and just gone. She's very emotionally unstable. And is, we, we've seen that going back to when she was in Strike Force, her Even entire career through UFC. Right. And the I mean, Judah stuff. On the Ellen DeGeneres show, oh. just having a complete freaking meltdown. Like, Ronda Rousey's a very emotional person. And I just, I don't think she's cut out for the world of professional wrestling. Not on a full-time basis, no way. I think the travel really does get to her, man. And just the fact that she's probably have to think of shit you know what I mean, all the time. I think it just blows her brain. <laughs> no pun intended, you know what I mean? I think I think you're right, man. Don't be surprised if Ronda Rousey absolutely takes off from WWE a lot quicker or sooner than we all think because people think she's going to have a good one- or two-year run. I, I don't know about that, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Let's shift. Uh, let's talk about some AEW. Um, I want to talk about Adam Cole. Uh, we, we talked about it on Uncaged last night. I think Adam Cole coming out after that match last night and issuing a mission statement of saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. I'm tired of all this bullshit. I know all you as viewers are tired of this bullshit. Look at all these jabronis that I've beaten. I'm getting my heat because I'm still saying I'm undefeated, even though you all clearly saw me got pinned by Orange Cassidy. Doesn't count. It was a lights out match. Uh, I've moved on from it. (laughs) So you all move on from it too. I want next. It doesn't matter who wins the AEW championship Wednesday night in a Texas death match, even though we have absolutely no heat and the program's cold. No heat, in. man. Why is it a Texas death match other than it's going to be in Texas and you got a cowboy involved? I mean, yep. Adam Cole and a doesn't guy from care. Texas. Adam Cole doesn't care. He just wants next because he wants to be the AEW world champion. I thought this was great last night. About fucking time. Right. <laughs> That's what I want to say, man. This was the exact Adam Cole that we were meant to have in the first place, really, man. This is what Finally. we wanted last September. Right. Instead, we had a freaking a joke. Like, really, like a joke, a parody of Adam Cole, baby. You know what I mean? You know what, man? He didn't even say a baby during that whole promo. And I think man, there was one. Was there? I, I think I, there was I don't recall. one. But it was, well, it, but it was kind of in passing. It wasn't like a full Adam Cole, baby. I'm trying to light up the crowd, y'all right, chant right. along with me. It, it was, it was just like as part of the promo as I'm talking about Adam Cole, baby, and then he just kept on going with what he was talking about. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't very pronounced. Right, and it definitely wasn't story time with Adam Cole, baby. You know what I mean? This was, you know, from the heart, dude. He literally, that's how he feels. I truly think that's exactly how he feels. And I think we he's right when he says we need to respect him, man, because let's be honest, Jago, we've all absolutely gave it to him for since he's been in AEW. Let's be honest, right? Well, the we booking has deserved it. Right. And he knows that. And but this promo, I'm telling you, it's clearly his best in uh, NXT. I mean NXT, AEW. But you know what, man? I dare say it's one of his best promos ever, man. I liked it because it was just Adam Cole. No Young right. Bucks, no Red Dragon, no Elite, no nothing attached to it. It was just Adam Cole going out there, kicking evil Uno's head in and saying, hey, uh, in case you forgot, 
I'm one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. I was taught by Shawn Michaels. I kind of look yeah. like, you know, 1997 Shawn Michaels, and I'm ready to, to realize my boyhood dream and become the AEW world champion. I thought it was a great promo. I think the problem is it's going to be Hangman Page that's going to be the champion. Lance Archer is not going to win that title. Oh, that's that's no very way. clear to everybody. Are he people going to cheer Hangman Page over Adam Cole? I, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know because it, it truly can go either way, man. And because it, for whatever reason, the fans get behind Hangman still. If you put the title on Adam Cole, doesn't that kind of present a problem the way that he's he's kind of been presented? Because he's yeah. he's still being framed as a heel, which means you're going to have to book him against baby faces. And he's going to get cheered as the heel over just about any baby face in that company right now. <laughs> It's true, man, but now is not the right time. Let's build him up from now, yeah? We can't be talking about, you know, AEW World Championship runs with Adam Cole just yet. Well, Give him a good two, three months to actually build him up to where he's back and you can take him serious. Everybody can take him serious because as of now, he's wrestled no one but jokes, man. Well, what I'm wondering is is this all going to play into the return of Kenny Omega? Um, yeah, I think it will. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I think if Adam Cole becomes AEW champion, then Kenny Omega returns. You could be looking at Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega come double or nothing. And that does sound like a double or nothing main event to me. It does. Is any one concern I have about that type of matchup though? What's that? the bullshit skits that's going to come along with it, man. It, as I hope they take it dead serious, but you know there's going to be a lot of stupid skits, dude. Like, you know, like, Kenny's yeah. like, I thought you were dead. You know what I mean? Like, Adam, yeah. It'll be a lot of that bullshit. And, yeah, that's I'm the only really, thing I'm about. I'm really intrigued what they do with Kenny when Kenny comes back. Me too. Man, I, I, I'm looking forward to him making a comeback because at this point I feel like without him, man, the show even feels a little flat for me, man. I don't know. Like I said, everyone knows how much of a Kenny Mark I am. I still think he's the best professional wrestler right now in the ring in terms of worker, you know what I mean? Not in terms of complete package. Just I enjoy his matches, man. His oh, matches I, always I, entertain me. I love me some Kenny Omega. I just Absolutely. I wish he would clearly define his character at this point and stop with all the goofy bullshit. I mean, and he was, he was sort of stopping towards the end, but then he got injured. So, well, like, I, well, I love injured. I love the promo that he cut for Hangman Page right after yeah. losing the title, where he, he's Absolutely. putting over Hangman, like, hey, you were the better man. I, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. And he even put over that he hadn't watched the match yet at that point. So he didn't see the Young Bucks kind of right. give Hangman the nod. Like, there, there, there's a lot of very interesting parts they left it open-ended dude yeah yeah and then of course adam cole chiming in oh i'll take i'll take care of it cleaner yeah i yeah. wasn't talking to you cleaner. you know like <laughs> i i think there's a, a real interesting dynamic to see there and I'm, I'm really curious how that plays off and having the title involved wasn't th something i was even thinking about but right. it does make a lot of sense oh it does and i think it'll be a good sort of blow-off matchup between adam cole and kenny omega where it's for one of the biggest prizes in the whole of the of this business, dude. I mean, it would be magical for both of them. I mean, they're both close, as we all know. Man, I almost wonder if that's where you do a double turn. 
turn Kenny. Have him leave with the Bucks and Red Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Red Dragon, though. Oh, yeah. Take everything away from Adam Cole. And then and then and then let people rally around a sympathetic Adam Cole. He just lost all yeah. of his friends, got beat up, lost his belt. Like it, well, I, I could kind of get down with that. Because I do like Kenny Vink, better though? as a heel. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Me too. Like he's look, I like look, the good thing about Kenny being a baby face, right? He kind of takes his takes his matchups a lot more serious. The he's way he got, wrestles, he's stylistically. He's got the Sammy Guevara thing. Where yeah. his his offense is so flashy, he'll, that and it's heelish, really though. But but you want to cheer him as a babyface because he's right. so good, so cool. and and right. the offense is so high impact and the crazy spots. I mean, come on, Vici, a Vici is not a babyface signature no. move, dude. <laughs> it's no. nowhere near a babyface signature move. I mean, I'd love to hear Devil Sky one more time, dude, in AEW. That would pop me, man. I, I don't feel his current thing, but yeah. Look, I'm looking forward to when Kenny comes back. I'm hearing March. I'm hearing even as far as August. I just don't know when we get him. When do you think we'll actually see him, possibly? I'm still being optimistic that we have Kenny back in the ring for double or nothing in May. Yeah, that's good middle ground, because I wouldn't be surprised if he does come back, like, in August. Because if you notice, did you notice on Rampage, he's not in the intro anymore, dude. Mm -hmm. No. Which could mean that he could be gone for like you know it's till August possibly, dude. I mean a good year. He could be out for the whole year. You know what I mean? The so, longer the longer he's gone, the more the he better. he has to come back a babyface. He yeah, has for to. sure, man. Don't do the Seth Rollins thing to him, where he comes back, the place erupts for him as a babyface, and, and then he heel. comes out on dynamite and heals on all the fans. <laughs> I mean, just, that was so stupid. Man. Oh, just don't do that. Don't do that. No. Man, there's, there's potential of that, though, to happen, Jago. I could so see that happening, man, but it's so dumb. And, Jimmy, we also forecasted another one between this show and Rampage Uncaged. You know what we talked about? <laughs> the one? Legion of Dragons. <laughs> Brian Danielson, he planted the seeds this week. Danielson and Moxley are going oh. to form the Legion of Dragons. Jesus I dig Christ. this. I dig this a lot. Uh, I thought they were going to Brian versus Moxley, and I was like, eh, you got to be really careful. This doesn't come across as Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan. And you know, then cut, Danielson uh, yeah, cut yeah. that promo, bro, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to see a fight. I want to see you guys together. I absolutely want to see you guys together. Dude, I felt like, what are they doing, though, with Danielson at the same time, man? Are they, like, is he, like, all over the place now? Is, is he babyface? Is he heel? Like, what the fuck is he, dude? I thought he said one line that was so good on Dynamite when he said, listen, right. these people don't even like me, but <laughs> yeah. they like this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yep, I like this <laughs> a lot. As long Give as me a dickhead. heel Danielson and a babyface Moxley together. <laughs> I think this could be a wonderful relationship. It sounds I like twins. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine I mean, that? I mean, it's, a babyface uh, Moxley and a heel Danielson. And if anybody knows how to do this, it's Brian Danielson. Oh, this is sure. team, this is Team Hell No. 
Yeah, oh yeah, essentially. I mean, well, it is. I mean, Danielson was the heel in Team Hell No, and Kane was the face. So yep. yeah, except I think this time would be much more entertaining because well, Danielson seems very confident now, man. And it would be a very different presentation. This would be two oh, guys right. with a mutual respect who don't necessarily like each other's tactics, but they go out there and just destroy people. You have well, the violence of John Moxley right. and the technical yeah. prowess of Brian Danielson. I like this a lot, man. No, absolutely. It'd be entertaining, man. But the thing is, he's going to beat him. Well, I mean, I guess that's part of the <laughs> intrigue, right? Like who? Like, seriously, it, think about the tag team division over there, right? What, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? Well, I, I feel like that's part of the story, right? Like we had a guy dressed up as a dinosaur as one of the AEW tag team champions. Like, let's go right. fix this. And maybe you get, you, okay, let's talk about the tag division. You got, you know, <laughs> the potential of the Briscoes. You got well, FT, FTR. You got the Young Bucks. You've got Red Dragon. You've got LAX. You, right. I mean, like the tag divisions, pretty de- like any of those teams that have teamed together for years that are, you know, one of the best tag teams in the world. I could see being Moxley and Danielson, right. whether it be three months from now or three years from now, who knows? On paper, it looks great, especially for yeah. the hardcore fan base, right? Like, let's be honest, because a lot of them aren't mainstream stars yet either, you know what I mean? So we got to like take that into consideration. I mean, even like Private Party versus the Legion of Dragons sounds appealing to me. Yeah, only if they murder him, though. Well, yeah. Just total murder. I mean, like, oh, man. Oh, I want to be- see John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus the Legion oh. of Dragons. I'm just throwing it out there. I want to see it. I want to see it because I just want to see the Legion of Dragons murder. All right, think of this. They could be the, the modern day version of uh, the Blade Runners. Of Ultimate Warrior and Sting. Now think about what, and hear me out. I'm not yeah. saying the way they work, obviously. The Blade Runner Sting and Ultimate Warrior could not work for shit at that time. Right. Right. But they were two big kick ass dudes that just murdered everybody. Literally. Have them two just run freaking through the whole division, dude, for like quite a it. while, man. Like I, you got Danielson kicking the shit through this guy, that guy. And you can blow it up whenever you want. And and Literally. you've got a three month program coming out of it. I mean, for sure, man. I yeah. mean, that's true. Like it sounds entertaining, man. Just I don't have the confidence that AEW will be able to figure this shit out properly. As long as, but although if Moxley and Danielson have free reigns, then that's a different story. Yeah, very a very different story. I, I I'm down for it. I want to see it. Um, for sure. I'm also down to see MJF versus CM Punk Part Two. Uh, I thought. There were a lot of good things about this match that went down on Wednesday, and there were some things I really didn't like about the match as it went down on Wednesday. I could have went without the false finish. Um, I, I, a referee finally growing balls to enforce the rules inside of AEW just falls on deaf ears at this point because you've blown up your narrative so many times. People get away with so much shit, let alone Bryce Remsburg to be the guy that's going to throw down the goal and be like no we're gonna enforce the rules but then you have coming right out of that spot punk rolls up mjf and bryce gives him a fast count and it's just like wait a minute what the hell is is going on here patrick again dude is that what's going on here i don't know i just i i didn't like that spot whatsoever very much took me out of the match but i loved the finish i love and most specifically the camera work 
that went yeah. into the finish. When, when when you get that face off with Punk and Wardlow, you don't see him hand MJF the ring. You get the finish, and then you, we got to go back to the replay from another angle because holy shit, you've got to see what just happened. I thought that was all masterfully done. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I agree 100%, although I saw this coming months ago, Jago. <laughs> I mean, I knew this is the one of the most sort of obvious kind of feuds in many ways. I mean, I saw, I knew Wardlow wasn't going to turn. Everyone was convinced that Wardlow was going to Oh, I still think he's going to turn. Not yet, though. Um, I, I imagine probably at whatever the blow-off is for this match. Don't be surprised if this runs all year long, dude. Oh, I think this ends at Revolution. Revolution? Yeah. Don't be surprised if we get sort of like a three stages of hell type of match. And I'm not talking about like all in one night. Possibly you got a cage match between them. So I don't know what else they can come up with some gimmick sort of AEW type matchup, like a war games. What do they call it? What do they call the war games? Uh, blood and guts. Blood and guts. That's it. Have Team Punk against Team MJF as in the pinnacle. That would be an interesting sort of side blow off between the groups, you know? See, I I feel like throughout this entire program, Punk has talked about how MJF can't win matches by himself, right? Like that's that's very much been the build of this thing. You finally get to the match and MJF wins, but he can't win without Wardlow, right? So to me, the only logical place for this to go is at Revolution, we have MJF versus Punk in a cage right to keep everybody else out yeah. wardlow comes out and when mjf looks for help wardlow's like no yeah and, and, this is and, the and that's, moment too <laughs> that's what ends up leading to punk getting the win because wardlow wouldn't help mjf punk gets the win leaves the cage wardlow goes in finally turns on mjf and then your your program leading up to double or nothing is mjf versus wardlow Right, and don't be surprised if it ends up a career versus hair match. <laughs> okay, so now if you have MJF versus Wardlow going into double or nothing, Punk gets that win that has to make Punk the number one contender, right? Right, I thought he was, no, it was Adam Cole that was number one contender, right? Adam Cole, I know, is number two currently. Oh, so he dropped now since he lost to Orange Cassidy, because I remember last week he was number one contender. So, so who's number one right now? I think it's probably got to be MJF. All right, see, this is where I'm confused. I just want to ask you, right? If you're oh, yeah, one contender, no. Well, right. but it, it, I feel like Cole threw down the challenge. If the champion right. accepts the challenge, that predate predecessors over all the ranking stuff especially with the way mjf won that match tony khan can be like no you've got to beat punk and then you can have your championship match but i don't think mjf wins that match i think punk wins that match so you you can always go to the rubber match down the road right 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 absolutely right but so if punk's the number one contender coming out are we going towards cm punk versus adam cole at double or nothing for the AEW championship. If Adam Cole takes the title from Hangman, I feel like Cole and Punk could be a lot of fun too. Oh, absolutely. But I think if I was AEW, I would hold that up for a while longer. You know what I mean? Like, let's go into... They've already planted seeds with Big Baker, obviously, right? And uh, no one... Like, Adam Cole has said nothing about Punk, really. Let's be honest, right? Right. So it would make total sense for him just to go after Punk. 
Like totally, right? With, but it'd be better if you if Punk gets the AW Championship for Cole to beat for that title, I think. With what they did with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez and Jamie Hayter last night on Rampage, right. I feel like the main event of Revolution should be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Well, I mean, think about it. Look at the history of them two already. Like, I mean, look, remember their last match? It was crazy. I mean, but if you don't want to headline the pay-per-view with Hangman Page. It kills Hangman, though. It really does. Does it? Because you're still headlining with a world title. The women have it headlined. You'll get a lot of good press out of the women headlining. (laughs) Yeah, but that's at the expense of Hangman, bro. He's ice cold right now, man. Especially, but especially just Hangman's him with cold water. That's why you have him lose the title, and then what? Kick him to the curb like old dog Yeller. Uh yeah, I think that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> Actually, I think so. Wow, can you believe we're saying that, man? Yeah, because I've never, Crazy. I've never been that high on Hangman. Um, Neither a vibe, but I mean, I, I like him. He's got potential. I think it was too too much too soon for him, dude. He wasn't I, ready. I feel like Hangman Page is evil. Yeah, I mean, when, when they gave the title to Evil in New Japan and they tried to elevate him up the card and and thought that the title would make him a bona fide main eventer, and it went over like a fart in church. And I feel like AEW tried to do the same thing with Hangman Page. We're going to have him beat people like Lance Archer. So it looks like he had a couple of defenses of the title when you look at the lineage. And now let's get it the hell off of him. Actually, it's a great comparison because they've got such parallels in every way. They were both part of big stables. One with Los Ingobernables de Japón in evil. That's 50 bucks, Cody. 50 bucks. <laughs> Yo, Jimmy money bucks. now too. That's right, Cody, and I'm expecting my 50 as soon as possible. But anyway, back to what I was just saying. And you've got uh, Hangman Page, formerly of the Elite and Bullet Club, who's not part of the crew anymore either. What I'm worried about, man, look at Evil, dude. Who the hell is Evil? He might as well be called Gone. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he's done, man. Like, they've killed him. Like, he's killed. And I'm worried. Or or is he just back to where he always belonged? That's oh, come on. That's not fair. I think because did I you did ever like feel him. like Evil was a bona fide New Japan Pro Wrestling main eventer? No, never. But I I did like him during his uh, you know Los Ingobernables. Yeah, yeah. He's great as half of the tag team champions, right? And now he's a third of the never open weight six man champions. Like I feel like Evil went right back to where he was on the card and where he Before. never should have been elevated, right? From. Even before he became evil in LIJ, dude. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you I not make him a young boy. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> he's just fit. I mean, seriously, and that's the sad part, dude. Yeah. I'm worried that we're going to get that with Hangman. I mean, I'd be bitter if I were him too, dude. AEW needs to figure out what happens to champions when they lose the title because Jericho does not feel like a big deal at this point. Um, Moxley does not feel like a a big deal in this point, although there are different circumstances for that. Um, Kenny Omega goes off injured, which might've been the best result for him. We don't know where hangman goes once he loses the title, like how a champion recovers from the loss is such a big part of the character that, and, and 
it's really, really difficult that they don't go all Kazu and, and huh. lose their freaking minds and walk around with balloons for six months oh, while they try shit. to find themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> They've got nothing to lose at this point. I can picture Hangman going all Kazu, dude. I can. Oh, God. Oh, Seriously, God. think about it. One hand with, with, the, with the Jack Daniels and the other hand with a balloon. You know what I want to see? I want to see Hangman Page is, is forced to turn heel. I love turning baby faces right. heel, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's fuck. just what Absolutely. I do, right? But I, I, I have him team up with somebody like an absolute Ricky Starks who takes Excuse Hangman me. out on the streets of Miami <laughs> and just corrupts this dude. And so, and so, like, Hangman Page turns into, like, Damian Priest, where he's walking yeah. around in, like, leather pants, like, rock star <laughs> Hangman Page. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Blue Oyster Club at this point. Like, like from Police Academy. sipping Patron and like, you know, he's become on, like man. party boy hangman page. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm getting images right now. <laughs> right. I'm getting images of that 70s guy, dude. You know, yes. the fat cheek thriller, bro. Yes. <laughs> yes. The first time that they go out, like, you know, Oh, Hangman no. goes dressed with his frilly jacket and shit. And Ricky Starks <laughs> is like, no, bro, we got to get you some real threads. And he and comes walking out in like leather pants oh. and, a, and a cut off T-shirt. Oh, man. And you got some of those old 80s classics playing in the club while they're in there, dude. Yes. Oh, no, man. Like You bet. He like goes to order a beer and, and Ricky Starks <laughs> is like, no, 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 we don't drink that. Martinis give him, give him, give him a dirty martini, <laughs> yeah. and Hangman's like, "You're gonna give me what?" And, and it turns out Hangman really likes the dirty martini. Maybe oh, he likes no. the dirty martini a little too much. Too much, if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know oh. why I like the sound of it, right? But it sounds freaking absurd at the same time, bro. I mean, Jesus Christ! Hell, maybe that's the Stone Cold Steve Austin to Hangman Page, bro. That's what we do here at the Hami Media Group. It's channelattitude.com, blowoffpod.com. Find us on social media at the blowoff. Keep up with me across social media platforms at not jargo. Jimmy T, the GAG from the PWC, the COVID kid. Tell the peeps, the freaks, and the Greeks how to keep up with you. I love that, dude. No one does it better than you, Dr. Jargo. Put it that way. But you can find me on Twitter at PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. And please like and subscribe right here at amarkmedia.com and Hamin Media Group and also at channelattitude.com. Yeah, yeah, get all the plugs in there. Find me over at the Big Veto brand, of course, over at nodq.com. And right there, blowoffpod.com. We will talk to you next week for a new edition of The Blow Off. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See you at the next show, Housen. <laughs> Bye, Housen.